0: Want to go see your favorite college or pro team? Go to TickSplits. TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. Use promo code WAR and save 5% off on all purchases at ticksplits.com or on the TickSplits app. That's promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, for 5% off on great seats to so all of your favorite events. Remember, TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. That's ticksplit, T-I-X-V-L-I-T-Z.com. Visit today.
1: Welcome to the Friday edition of Second City Sports, real live and in living color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lucille McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown, here. that's me. You can follow you on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, that's CK80. That's S I D K I D eight zero. That's S I D K I D eight zero. You
0: follow me at Kina McGee on the Twitter and at Kina's McGee
1: on the IG. Make sure you download the Sports Zone Chicago app. You want to know why? Because we said so. That's why. And also, you can catch all the five live shows throughout the week. You have not to miss them. You can go back and watch them and listen to them at your own leisure, especially during this long Labor Day holiday weekend. So make sure you download the Sports on Chicago app today. Make sure you follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, find Sports on Chicago on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You want to catch the audio version of this fabulous show, Second City Sports? You can do so by subscribing to our podcast at War on Anchor. We're available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type this in your search engine boxes. you're ready. W-A-R-R on Anchor. Once again, at War on Anchor. And you can follow War Media at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at War Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. You have any definite opinions during our two-hour extravaganza, we call a sports talk radio show? You can go to Sports Chicago's Facebook page and/or Sports Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But decide to troll and/or do something stupid, I've given Lakina full power to give you fools to Bill beer, beer boot. Bye bye. Alone, she says that. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but before we get started. We must remind you, lovely people, that you can also now catch SportsZone Chicago on Roku TV. That's right. Zone Chicago is now available on your Roku television. That's right. Liam Hendricks is excited. They better be excited because the Twins are in town this weekend. We'll get into that in a moment. But Roku TV is where you can also catch SportsZone Chicago. If you already have a Roku television, you're already set. Just tap into the sports folder and download Sports on Chicago through that way. If you don't have a Roku TV, that's okay. I know you have a streaming device or two laying around. iPad, iTouch, iPhone, your Chromebook, or your laptop, personal PC, computer. Just, if you have any of those items, which we know you do, just go to the Apple Store, wherever you Google Play Store, wherever you get your apps. Just download that Roku TV app and then find, and find Sports on Chicago through that avenue. So get with the program. Get down with the squad. Sports on Chicago is now on Roku TV, and you can watch us live and on demand 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. <laughs> All got, right, Lakeena.
0: everything.
1: <laughs> Good. I hate doing these intros, but we have to do it. All right, Lakeena, let's kick off this holiday edition of Second City Sports by discussing the Chicago White Sox. Lakeena, the White Sox, depends on how you look at it, they will not go away. They're 65-66 and 66 on this season. They take the last two games of the Kansas City Series, including a 7-1 to rout of the Royals yesterday, live on YouTube TV. Andrew Vaughn and um, A.J. Pollard both hit two run home runs yesterday to break it open for the White Sox. But that's not the story. The story came earlier this week before Tuesday's loss to the Kansas City Royals. Tony La Russa is suffering through health problems. He was excused from the game one hour before game time. The White Sox management fumbled it completely. Lucas Giolito said he found out an hour before his start. Andrew Vaughn said after the game on Tuesday he found out via social media. Also Gavin Sheets said the same thing. Lakina Wilkins we'll is more deeper later with our guest Miss Christine Manica from KXRB. But Lakina, listen to what I've been uh, in reading, where I've been consuming the last couple of days of how the White Sox handled it. Uh, they dropped the ball badly.
0: Yeah, they really did. It's on, un- and it's unfortunate because, like I said, we can get more in depth into it when we get with-, talk with Christine in a little bit. But it-, it it feels like I don't know. I know some people, you know, some White Sox fans are kind of like already having those conspiracy theories that oh, they're just trying to make you know something up so that they can. That you know, louis can walk away gracefully. I, I I just don't see them doing something like that. But you know, it, it's uh, you hope you know you hope that you know you wish nothing for the, but the best for him. Like you know, you probably weren't a fan mm-hmm. of the, the the job him getting the job, but you don't want to see nothing bad happen to him. I know that um, Andrew Vaughn said in interviews I like, you know they've he heard and I think some of the other guys heard that this might be his heart. So it might be heart issues. So who knows? But uh, yeah, it just sounds a little silly to me that that's sort of like you know this is how they that they and the fact that the players didn't know what was happening and they were kind of left in the dark. It just sort of seems a little silly.
1: Yeah, we wish Tony La Russa nothing but the best as far as his health is concerned. We all talked about uh, some of his managerial um, decisions throughout the year. You could disagree with his moves, but like Lakina said, we do not want anything bad to have it to him as far as his health. We want him to live healthy and, and happy for a long time. So Tony Larusa, uh, according to the White Sox, he's out indefinitely. a uh, current bench coach and interim manager, Miguel Cairo, who played for La Russa in St. Louis, is uh, is now going to be the manager going forward. The White Sox are 2-0, Laquina. I know it's against Kansas City. I know Kansas City's been a thorn in the Sox backsides for years, but Laquina, I'm not saying give up hope yet. I'm not saying jump back back on the bandwagon. I'm just taking it for what it is. Like I said on our show on Monday. At least f- for the last two games. <laughs> they look
0: like the team they looked like last year. <laughs> yeah, you won two and a half against the Royals. Yippee, <laughs> good for you. Good for you. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Nope. Nope. No, no, no. I mean, look, this look sucks. Yo, look, we've saw we've been through this movie. You know, it's gonna be a it's a repeat. Yeah, they win three or four, two, three or four in a row. You know, you thought they gave give a little bit of hope, but then they lose three or four in a row. They haven't given me no reason to hope at this point. So look, you got the Twins, you know, this weekend coming up. I mean, look, the Twins have been, you know, sort of been struggling too lately, so you could probably get them, mm-hmm. get them at the right time. But again, unless you actually beat the Twins, you beat all the, you know, the other teams in, in your schedule, like you have this. I think they have they have an under five hundred record against their division. So outside, you know, with the Twins and the Guardians, they face mm-hmm. them too in a couple of weeks. Like, okay, you're four you're four back from the Guardians. Okay, fine. But again, I I said this and I'm going to keep saying it. You need to be consistent. You know, you had three errors yesterday against a better team. They would have made you pay. But the Royals had put about eight guys on base, so mm-hmm. you could have lost that game easily. So. I don't want to hear, you know, folks. You know, folks are saying like they want to keep hope alive. Okay, fine, you're, but you're still a game under 500. You're still four back. You face the Twins starting the nights. Like, I'm in a show me mode. Sorry, show me. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I'll give y'all a chance if you actually show the consistency, which you haven't.
1: <laughs> well, if the pitching matchups looks like this for the White Sox. Davis Martin will take the bump for the Sox tonight. He lost his last start last Saturday against the. Arizona Diamondbacks. It wasn't all Martin's fault. It was bad defense, no hitting. We'll see if that turns around tonight. Tomorrow night on Fox at 6 15. You'll get Dylan C uh, taking a heel for the Chicago White Sox. And then Lucas Giolito will take the heel on Sunday. So the White Sox gotta make up some ground here. We'll see what happens. You're listening to Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago, the Labor Day Weekend edition. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. We're talking baseball right now. We'll get into the uh national side. Of, of, of baseball, the best that was from this week uh, after the break. But, Lakina, let's go to the north side. Uh, the, the Chicago Cubs, I should say, they'll, they're getting set to take on the St. Louis Cardinals starting tonight for their big three-game series. Of course, it's bigger for the Cardinals because they're trying to lock down the NL Central. But the Cubs had the day off yesterday, but they were in Toronto earlier this week. Uh, they avoided the sweep uh, against the Blue Jays. But they could have easily won those three games. As we said before, we'll say it again. The, the Cubs do not have enough talent against some of these playoff contending teams, but they do have the heart. They do have the fundamentals down. You have to give Dave Ross and manager credit for that. Yeah, and
0: I think you know, they put up a fight, those, those, you know, all three of those games. They probably could they could have won that that second game too, had they, you know, the bullpen not, you know, not blown it for him. So I mean, I think they were right there. Like I said, they're gonna give your know, teams fits, your know, contending teams fits and such. I mean, they play the cardinals starting tonight. I mean, hopefully you can kind of, you know, get a little bit of a dent there. I'm sure a lot of Brewers fans are going to be cheering for the Cubs, but you know, it, it's Go figure. Of of those, right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I never thought that would happen yet. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you're, you're kind of like, okay, you see what the Cubs have. I mean, you're a 56 to 75. I know that the goal is you got about six weeks left. The goal is what about what? 63, I guess that's the number. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they'll, they'll probably be like right there in that, in that realm. So I, I think they'll, I think they'll get there. Like I said, how they'll get there, it's going to be interesting. But I'm I'm interested to see how they look. I mean, the rocks the rocks have expanded, so you're probably going to see a couple of other guys that maybe making their first, you know, mm-hmm. big league starts and you know debuts and whatnot. We were we'll talk more about that after the break. But it's it's going to be fascinating. But uh, yeah, we'll see what because we like we said you know, the Cubs have given the, the the Cardinals fifth this year, so yeah, you know, we'll see if they can you know keep that up.
1: Of course, Albert Pujols uh, will be. Uh- continuing his chase to career home run number 700. Of course, he hit number 693 at Wrigley a couple weeks ago. We'll see how many uh, games, if he starts all three games against the Cubs, I'm I'm assuming that he will, uh, barring injuries uh, in his outside forces. So Albert Poyles will be continuing his historic streak. But pitching matchups for the Cubs this weekend, Andrea Sampson will take the hill tonight. Drew Smiley, the left-hander, will take the bump tomorrow. And Marcus Stroman will take the – uh hill for the cubs on sunday like you know uh, the the pitching has not been the pro- the starting pitch hasn't been that much of an issue for these last uh, few weeks of course strongman's been looking okay despite the score of course you have uh, drew Smalley, a veteran i really like justin still i think you could definitely build around for for the future but like you said that bullpen which we gave him some credit for in the early part of the season mm-hmm. is really starting to backfire on them now
0: yeah, they're starting to kind of show their cracks, and that's not good. You're trying to kind of like play spoiler for some of these teams, so hopefully, like I said, you know they've actually been pretty good against the Cardinals this year. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, they can, you know, they can duplicate that tonight. And uh yeah, we'll. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think look, the Cubs are going to love to play spoiler for some of these teams. So I'm wondering, like, mm-hmm. we'll we'll see what you know what kind of transpires in that three game series. Over the weekend now, I know we don't, you know, we'll, we'll go through like the schedule and stuff like that, you know, over after the break, cause we started a little mm-hmm. late, but you know, what was your kind of like, what caught your eye this week in baseball?
1: Uh, the Baltimore Orioles uh, taking two out of three from Cleveland, helping out the, the Sox driver. a little bit, but their, uh, uh, but their guy, Mr. Henderson, who made his debut at third base on Wednesday, uh, he hit a big two run home run to to give the Baltimore Orioles that, uh, their first win of this of this of that series the other day, and of course they wrapped it up uh, with another shutout win last night. Lakina, as we said before, the Baltimore Orioles—they uh, weren't expected to do anything this year. Uh, as we said, Gunnar Henderson is the young man's name, by the way, mm-hmm. who made his debut on Tuesday, hit that two-run home run for the Baltimore Orioles to give them sure. a three-nothing win.
0: Well, yeah, but first guy to do that since Trey Mancini did it in 2016, yes. and he's also the youngest in the franchise history to do it in his debuts, His home, yes. yeah. So, you know, yeah. lots of history made there. And like I said, you're gonna you're gonna hear these kind of stories a lot over these last mm-hmm. few weeks of the season because you know, look, this is what this is what happens with the rosters. I mean, you're gonna get you're gonna get guys that are mm-hmm. just getting a cup of coffee in the majors for the first time. So I'm gonna have you know young guys like Gunnar. You're gonna get older guys too, like you know guys in their 30s that are just. You know, getting the you know getting their feet wet in, in the big in the big league. So you love these, these you love hearing these kinds of stories.
1: Yeah, and it's a very cool story. As we said before, Lekina, we said after the first month of the season, after April, that Baltimore wasn't going to be as bad as they were the year before. But nobody had them uh, uh, making a, a deep push for a playoff spot. I think we discussed this on Monday. Uh, Brandon Hyde, their manager, is your front runner for AL Manager of the Year. I still say Scott Serres from Seattle. So there's there's your one and two race right there for manager of the year. But you have to give Baltimore credit right now. Like I said, they still don't have the pitching, especially the starting pitching. But uh, they still have some great young talent uh, that's is coming to fruition right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we'll do again real quick before we go to break. Albert Pujols hit another milestone home run over the weekend. It's 694th earlier this week. It was against the 45th different pitcher that pulls his home run off of. He holding off the roster wire this week in his career, passing Barry Bonds for the most all time. The fact that he's still doing this at age 40, I think, mm-hmm. you know, is a testament to, I guess, his fitness and other stuff too. So that's going to be, you know, very interesting to see. And we'll, we'll see how they do against well, how he does against the Cubs this weekend.
1: Yep, we'll see what he does against the Cubs uh, coming up this week. As we mentioned before, the Brewers and Cardinals are in the battle for the top spot in the NL Central. It's the bottom of the hour. We have to take our 2-2 two and two timeout, but when we return, we'll give you the national schedule for, for, the, for the rest of baseball for this upcoming weekend. I have a complaint about a certain East Coast team. I think you know who I'm talking about, Lakina. We'll get into that, and of course, there's a lot of college football that the rest of the nation uh, missed last night. We'll give you our our uh, reviews on that, and there's a bunch of big games that will be starting tomorrow and throughout Labor Day weekend as week one of college football is upon us. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You're listening to the Labor Day weekend special edition of Second City Sports right here live and in living color on Sports Chicago.
2: Progressive presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Light day around baseball today. Cleveland at Detroit. The White Sox visit Kansas City. The Cardinals are at Denver. The Astros host the Rangers. The Red Sox at home against the Orioles. The Cubs take on the Reds in the Field of Dreams game in Dyersville, Iowa. The NFL preseason kicks into high gear this week. Tonight, the Giants visit the Patriots while the Titans head to Baltimore. Tomorrow, the Falcons visit the Lions. The Browns are at Jacksonville. The Jets visit the Eagles. The Cardinals at Cincinnati. The Packers are on the road at San Francisco on Saturday. Carolina at Washington. Kansas City at Chicago. The Bills host the Colts. The Bills the current favorite to win the Super Bowl. The Seahawks visit the Steelers. It'll be the Dolphins at Tampa. The Texans hosting the Saints. The defending Super Bowl champion Rams battle the Chargers at SoFi Stadium. Denver at home against the Cowboys, while the Raiders host the Vikings. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago.
1: Welcome back to the special Labor Day weekend edition of Second City Sports. We're live in the Living Color right here on Sports O Chicago. I'm Sid, that's Lakina. You can follow you truly on the Twitter and the IG at ck 80 Once again, at CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You can follow me at Kina McGee
0: on the Twitter and at Keenoscope McGee on the IG.
1: We got less than 90 minutes of this extravagance so We call it Sports Talk Radio Show. If you have any questions or comments for us? You can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, before we get to college football from last night and preview the games for this upcoming weekend in week one, let's wrap up our baseball discussion by asking you what was your best and worst moments from this week from around the diamond?
0: Well, you just mentioned earlier about Gunnar Henderson hitting his first home run, and of course, here we talked about Aaron the Judge earlier this week from our Valdez. just last night through his 22nd consecutive quality start in in the win, in the Astros win over the Rangers yesterday, setting both a franchise record and the most by a left-handed pitcher since that earned run. The earned run became a stat in 1913 so that was actually pretty cool also too with uh of course the Phillies. i don't look i know that it's, it's a diamond bass but they scored 18 runs a couple of nights ago mm-hmm. oh without him without him the whole run though the last thing to do that
1: that's a white sucks game plan but well, it works yeah. for them but doesn't work for the Sox.
0: <laughs> right i mean the last the last thing to do that was in 2010 of the astros they they, they lasted it back in 1941 that the phillies did as part of a double header against the then new york giants that's going on the way back machine there, sid mm-hmm. so also to spencer strider Remember that, you know, he struck out 16 Rocky batters. In the yeah, great game last
1: night. I watched that one. He was one. great. Yeah.
0: You, know, you know, he already has four starts with at least 10 strikeouts and one or fewer runs allowed this season. That's supposed most by a rookie pitcher in a single season since Kerry Wood did it back in 98. He could be the one of the favorites for rookie of the year in the National League. So, um, yeah, so I really like what he's doing. You know, just, a, you know, just, you know and he's only like, what, 22 or something like that. So you got to think he's only hitting his stride, so ah yeah. Schreider. ah there you go I just, I just yeah you can name.
1: make sure you capitalize on that but before somebody else does <laughs> all
0: right that i just look that was like that was totally intentional by the way so, <laughs> so, yeah, that literally just came to my head like that that's a little crazy but yeah so it's you know agree how to him of course you know with the Braves, and he's the one of the reasons why the Braves are where they are right now so you know looking through the city's like real like super super fast um I mean, I know the you know the Ashes won three in a row, my mariners have won four in a row. You know, seven you do something in the, last the Sox end. can't
1: do. Take care yeah, of the really. bad teams and have no mercy doing it.
0: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, look, shout out to you know, and the rays too, they've won three in a row, too. Yeah, granted, you know, they got two of those games, both they won the you know, the mini two gamer against the Marlins, but look, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to beat mm-hmm. the bad teams, like we've been saying for like the last like month or so. Uh the Mets and the Braves, they're the Braves are still right there. You know, th- you know, three games mm-hmm. back, you know, they still faced the other couple of times too this year. So a lot of interesting things happening at baseballs and, you know, but the, Dod- yeah, they lost, the Dodgers have lost, two, have lost two in a row, but they're still 18 up on the Padres. <laughs> so, so relax. <laughs> All you Dodgers, I saw Dave Roberts were trending again yesterday, and I'm like, okay, guys, you guys know they're 18 up, right? But go ahead and sit. Uh,
1: Real quick before we get to the schedule for this weekend, I did watch uh, at least the last two games of that Dodgers-Mets series. All of them were Mm -hmm. great games. Yes. Uh, uh, Here's one little complaint that I had, and it came this past Tuesday. You know Edwin Diaz, the closer for the Mets? Yes. Yeah, he has that song with that little trumpet goofball, give uh-huh. me
0: the trumpet, wherever the hell
1: that yes. song is.
0: I don't know yeah, he's from like he Australia. Shout out
1: to him for making money. But yes. the Mets organization brought him out to first perform in the seventh inning stretch just in case the Mets didn't win. So he did that. They're like, okay, whatever. It's uh, Sports is entertainment. I get it. But once Edward Diaz came out in the ninth inning to shut down before he shut down the Dodgers. They brought his little ass out again. I was like, is he really playing it? Cause you saw he had the microphones attached to his trumpet. I'm like, was he really playing or what playing? Oh, was it like an old school episode of Soul Train or bands say, yup, they're mimicking it and, and stuff? I don't know, but Lakina, I had to start in my head. You could call me a hater. I don't care. I had to start in my head. Heaven forbid that the New York Mets get deeper in the playoffs into the World Series. You know that Major League Baseball and the Mets Organization is gonna try this little ass out there. He's gonna become the most hated man in the country. I'm just saying, I can see where it becomes annoying. If people are annoyed by that, don't tell the, the, the people come annoyed by that. Don't say that we didn't. We were the first ones to tell you. I can see well, the storm coming already.
5: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I it you
1: know it's not the Yankees, but you're you're in New York. It's a it's the biggest market in the country, and I get it, everything's bigger in New York. But I can see where people can uh, where people get co- come annoyed by this. And have not been as no way serious as you could.
0: I- <laughs> yeah, but it's one of those things where, look, I mean, baseball needs the buzz, they need the ratings. So, look, if, you know, Edwin Diaz, you know, coming out the trumpets, you know, and such, I mean, hey, it- it's fine. But, uh, you know, look, it is what it is. I mean, you know, like you said, I mean, well, we'll see once if they do get far, we'll see if that you know that transpires. But I, I think it's fine. I don't have no issue with it going into these. You know, the Friday games. I've been going Usa. to. USA. Uh, <laughs> we weekend. Okay. What, what can you say? Uh, <laughs> Toronto and Pittsburgh. You know the you know, interleague uh, play at five thirty-five. Then you got Colorado and Cincy. Oakland and Baltimore. Baltimore trying to keep themselves in the AL wildcard contention. Kansas City and Detroit. Who cares? A big. Well, well this. Well, I think this next one, well, people will care about this one in the AL East. You know, New York trying to pull away. The Yankees, I mean, trying to pull away from the Rays yeah. at 6-10. They start their Rays been hot. They
1: start the Marlins this week.
0: Yeah, Seattle uh, continues their uh, East Coast trip. They faced the Guardians. I know. Let's you know, go Mariners. Of, I don't know why it's going to be transferred for the Mariners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Texas and Baltimore, eh. Washington and the and the Mets. Yeah, we'll see, Mr. Diaz. We're gonna be seeing a lot of that, especially with the Nationals Nash- facing the Nationals this weekend at Citi Field. Um, Miami and Atlanta. That'll be the first game on the Apple TV Plus doubleheader. So those I think in- I got
1: Russ Dorsey would be there.
0: Yeah, I, I think, think I saw that, too. I think he, was, he interviewed uh, – I forgot who he interviewed. i got to look that up real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, he
1: interviewed Trisha McKenzie, who yeah. beat the Sox a couple weeks ago. He's a yes, uh, he nice did. up-and-coming young pitcher for the Cleveland Guardians. Yes, that was a great interview. So go check it out on YouTube or go to Russell Dorsey's Twitter account. He has it posted right there.
0: Yes, he does. Minnesota, of course, since the Sox, the Cubs, and the, and the Cardinals, I should say, uh, Houston, and the Angels. Otani and Lorlander you know, is on the IEL, so hopefully he'll be okay. He's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second game of the Apple TV Plus it will be the Phillies and San Francisco. Phillies continue their West Coast trip, Milwaukee and Arizona, and the Padres and the Dodgers. You know, well, the Padres will try to make a little bit of a dent with the, <laughs> with the Dodgers. Yeah. Uh, that'll be on ESPN Plus.
1: All right, your national TV schedule for this weekend. Your Fox Saturday baseball game of the week. Most of the country will see the Seattle Mariners at the Cleveland Guardians. That's like 6 Chicago time. are the rest of you, those of you in Chicago in the Twin Cities in the state of Minnesota, will get to see the Twins in the fluttering second place White Sox. Go figure out that one. <laughs> so I know Fox is changing in and saying they're waiting for next weekend for the NFL, but that's a whole nother story. As far as Sunday, I believe this is that last broadcast of the season. Sunday morning baseball on Peacock at eleven oh five Chicago time. We'll have Toronto at Pittsburgh, of course, on ESPN Plus on Sunday. We'll be uh, Florida, uh, sorry, the Miami Marlins at Atlanta, and then for Sunday night baseball, San Diego at LA to take on the Dodgers.
0: Yeah, some fun series coming up. Yo could, yo some big implications in the uh, pennant chases. We'll see what happens there. And as your schedule. Mm-hmm. For this weekend in MLB, and also too, since we won't be on, we better do a Monday's game, Sid, because we won't be on uh, Monday for the, of course, the Labor Day holiday. Mm-hmm. The Mets and the Pirates. That's at eleven thirty thirty-five a.m. We got the Twins and the Yankees. I'm sure, a lot of Yankees fans are going to be, you know, I'm sure a lot of Sox will be cheering for the, the Yankees. Toronto yep. and Baltimore. Baltimore. You know that that's you know both teams are you know kind of right there. You know, now definitely be tuning us. in for that one. Yeah, it'll be at 12.05, you got Boston in the Rays. You got Milwaukee and Colorado, Washington and St. Louis. And uh, Arizona and the Padres, of course, the Sox, you know, they start their series against the Mariners. That should be an interesting one. At mm-hmm. 5.40, you got Texas and Houston, Cleveland and Kansas City. Detroit and the Angels and San Fran at the Dodgers. So those are your schedule. That's your schedule for the long Labor Day weekend in baseball.
1: All right. You're listening to Sega City Sports, Orange Sports on or Chicago, a special Labor Day weekend edition, live in a Living Color. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. Let's jump into your world, Lakina, and that's the world of college football. Of course, we'll give you the uh, previews of some of the big games that's coming up on Saturday and Sunday in just a moment. I believe there's a big game on Monday as well. But let's go over some of the uh, scores from the key games from last night. Number 17, Pittsburgh defeats West Virginia 38-31 to 31 in Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, the, the the return of the backyard brawl. They hadn't played in like ten years, so it was good to see uh, some, you know, sort of like the pageantry you know, right there at Heinz Field. You know, the crowd was rocking. You know, there was a little bit of you know, a little bit of chippiness early on, but they were able to kind of you know sort of tame that. And look, it was a pick six that kind of broke the game open, and that was you know such a thrilling game from start to finish. It's actually Pittsburgh's uh, first win in that series since you got know, all the way back to twenty. You know, 2008. That was the last time uh, that the uh, that the Panthers won, and a lot is expected from the Panthers this year. So that's a nice start for them.
1: Yeah, Penn rocked. State. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was like their first. Like I said, it was their first brawl since 11, in 11 years. Of course, their first win. Like I said, since 08, they're the Panthers. So a big win for the Panthers.
1: The Penn State Nittany Lions going to West Lafayette and uh, edges out a win over the Purdue Boilermakers, 35. 35- 31. Aiden O'Donnell, 29-58, 356 yards in a touchdown pass of uh, Purdue's running back, King Doru, had 15 carries for 57 yards and two big scores. And for Purdue, Charlie Jones had 12 catches, 153 yards, in the score.
0: That was a big, you know, that was a game that kind of went back and forth. There was another pick six, you know, prior to that. So that go-ahead touchdown by uh penn state and i don't know why purdue didn't run the ball the rest of that game but you know those specials last me to melt the clock but yeah you, know, you know you always wonder why the heck you know some teams do that but mm-hmm. you know it is what it is so yeah, i'm sure purdue uh, there were a lot of you know team a lot of uh, folks is a uh, trending pick when, when the big 10 west so this is not a good start for them so you know we'll see you know if this loss comes back to bite them in the butt in the end uh, Oklahoma State got their revenge against Central Michigan, if you guys remember from about seven years ago. Well, I think it was six years ago that, of course, you know Central Michigan pulled out the upset in Stillwater. Not, you know, not this time. You know, as the Cowboys held off uh, the Chippewas, uh, 58 to 44. Of course, so a lot of those were kind of like re- re- garbage touchdowns. So that's probably why people see, you see the score, you think, oh, isn't it? they didn't really? Mm-hmm. It was actually real, you know, really. It was actually a blowout. Of course, you know, a lot of garbage points by the Chippewas. Spencer Sanders had. Uh, due for 406 yards and four touchdowns mm-hmm. and rush for two. And he's probably, I'm sure he's going to get some highs because of the racing. He's the second, you know, player in Big 12 history to have 300 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, and two rushing touchdowns and a half. He joins Pat Mahomes, who did it in 2016 for mm-hmm. Texas Tech.
1: Uh, sticking with the Big 10 the Minnesota Golden Gophers PJ Fleck and crew uh, they get a shutout win at home uh, defeating New Mexico say 38 to nothing um Muhammad Ibrahim from Minnesota their star running back had 21 carries 132 yards and two scores
0: northern illinois held off eastern illinois 24 34 uh, 27 i should say so yeah that was a nice start for them a lot of i think they're i think they're picked to win the mac their division the mac so mm-hmm. You know they kind of came out of nowhere last year. They got a lot of those guys back. Rocky Lombardi, who I'm sure is you know getting a lot of consideration, maybe not highest, but definitely for MAC Player of the Year. He had only 192 yards and one touchdown. It was actually the run game that definitely helped them out. They you know combined for three touchdowns apiece. Uh, Mason Blackmore, Ontano Brown, and Harrison Whaley each had a t- rushing touchdown apiece, mm-hmm. so that helped Northern Illinois in their win over the Panthers of Eastern Illinois. The
1: and the call <laughs> <laughs> San Jose State uh, defeated Portland State 21 to 17. The Spartans were leading 14 to 7 at halftime. Portland State came back with 10 unanswered points. Of course, San Jose State, State scored the game with a touchdown with seconds remaining. And shout out to our girl, our home girlfriend of the show, Chicago's very young Kylie Mills for from Chrome News 4 out there in the Bay Area. Uh, she did the sideline reporting for uh, NBC Sports Bay Area last night for the San Jose State uh, broadcast.
0: Yeah, so I guess a little bit of that game, too. A nice showing there from San Jose State. I'm surprised you didn't mention your, uh, your buddy Herm Edwards had a nice start, of course. It's Northern Arizona, their FCS, but still, you know, still a great mm-hmm. start nonetheless. Uh, four to three, you're doing what you're supposed to. Emery Jones, who's the uh, transfer, of course, from Florida, 152 yards, you know, no touchdowns, but it was actually the run game. Uh, Xavier uh, Valade and I actually can't believe I got his name right. He rushed for 116 <laughs> yards and two touchdowns, and of course, you know, Jones rushed for two touchdowns as well. That was really, really, really his big number. So, you know, you know, the Sun Devils do what you're supposed to do to your in-state rival that you're way better than, and being a pretty easy. Also, Wake Forest won the game. Also, to Tennessee has a nice start. Mm-hmm. As well, also Mizzou. Our buddy Mike Berman. That's his. MMR from ABC uh, Five Chicago. Yeah, friend uh, of the show. Yep. Yeah, defeated La Tech fifty two twenty four, and yeah, Fresno State with a great start in their campaign. Uh, they beat Cal Poly thirty five seven.
1: All right, you're listening to Second City Sports on Sports All Chicago, the holiday weekend edition. I'm Sid Deslakina. We're continuing to um, now we're going to co- preview some of the big games as week one of college football will get underway this Saturday, tomorrow. And let's start off with some of the key games that that you you will be watching at 11 o'clock on these are the these are the games for Saturday now at 11 o'clock local time on ABC. Colorado State will travel to. Uh, the big house to face the number eight ranked team in the nation, the Michigan Wolverines. Michigan is favored by 30 and a half.
0: Yeah, they should be able to win this pretty handily. I know uh, the quarterback situation, I know it's a little bit nutty. I think for some people, K. McEmara will get the start. Uh, you know, they have a pre- I don't want to say they have an easy schedule, but they kind of like a pretty, you know, interesting schedule until they okay. start Big Ten play. So, you know, there's no reason why Michigan can't start off. They get the, they get the first four games at home. I guess Colorado State, Hawaii, UConn, and Maryland. There's no reason why they, they shouldn't be four and zero by the time this month's over with. So we'll see if you know what happens there. NC State against Eastern Carol East Carolina, I should say. That'll be on ESPN. Just note that game. Michigan Colorado State game will be on ABC. Uh FS1. You got South Dakota State and Iowa, Buffalo, and Maryland. ACC got Ruck. This ACC never got Rutgers and Boston College. North Carolina gets Appalachian State, that'll be like ESPNU. Hopefully, you know, UNC kind of avoids the upset there. That that, that place in Boone, North Carolina, they're going to be rocking at at Kid Brewer Stadium, so they they better be ready.
1: Yes, they better be ready. Let's jump ahead to the afternoon portion of the schedule for Saturday, tomorrow, 2.30 p.m. on ABC. We have number 11, the Oregon Ducks will be traveling east to face the number three in uh, defending National champion Georgia Bulldogs. That game will take place at the Mercedes-Benz Dome.
0: Yeah, I know I'm sure that I'm sure, I'm sure Oregon will probably uh, be having a, to have some of their folks there. But yeah, I'm sure it's going to definitely gonna be a, a poor Georgia crowd. You know, Georgia to begin their tile defense. You got Daniel Levy, who's now the new head coach mm-hmm. over at Oregon. We'll see how they look. It's going to be a not really most for the most part a pretty. You know, sort of the same kind of like, yo, know, guys there, so we'll see how they do against a totally different scheme and both offense and defense. And so it should be interesting, interesting game there. You got Miami, of course, Mario Cristobal, former head coach over uh, Oregon. He's back. Mm-hmm. You, of course, they yeah, host Bethune, that'll be an ACC network game. A lot of people think Miami have a shot of winning the Coastal, so, you know.
1: Yeah, it's, I know, but you have to be a down year for the ACC, so let's see if they could take advantage
0: utep and oklahoma of course brett venables is back at oklahoma as well that'll be on fox you know 230 game on fox you got houston and ut san antonio the roadrunners beep beep and that'll <laughs> be on cbs sports network at 230 should be a fun one there uh arizona and san diego state will be on the big cbs network at 230 so the mountain west and west coast uh teams getting some love there of course you got um Brad Nessler, Gary Daniels, and now Jenny Dale will be making her debut with the crew
1: Yeah, you know on the c- sidelines. Yeah, you know, CBS is getting their feet wet, feet wet with those West Coast games because they're preparing mm-hmm. themselves for that Big Ten deal that's going to kick in in a couple years.
0: Yep. Nebraska hoping for the bounce back from that win against, from that loss, I should say, against Northwestern. I'm sure they're going to be smarting for that one. They're going to be facing uh, North Dakota, so we'll see if they can bounce back. That will be on the Big Ten Network.
1: And also, too, I'm looking forward to this game, Cincinnati and Arkansas on ESPN at 2:30. Arkansas is favored by six and a half.
0: Should be a fun remember one Arkansas there. came
1: out of nowhere last year.
0: Yes, they did, and a lot of from Arkansas this year too. So mm-hmm. we'll see. And of course, you know, C- you know, Cincinnati got a new quarterback. You know, of course Spencer Rattler is you know gone into the NFL. So we'll see if he can the new quarterback can, you know, get, you know, things going. And so like, I think there's they're, they're still a fight there for the quarterback spot there. Mm-hmm. But uh, BYU against South Florida, that will be on ESPNU. Uh Let's see here. Yeah, USC. Morgan
1: State versus Georgia Southern live on ESPN3 at 5 o'clock. Some HBCU football.
0: Should be interesting there. Uh, USC, yes. of course, uh, Lincoln Riley makes his debut. They'll be on Pac-12 Network, whatever's up like with that, uh, against they host Rice. Yeah, what's left of it. <laughs> yeah, I'll say, well, they, they face Rice, so we'll see what happens uh, there. Uh, Utah and Florida, a lot, of, a lot of things are expected from Utah this year, and this is going to be their first mm-hmm. big test going to Gainesville. So it'll be interesting to see if Kyle Whittingham, they got a lot of their guys back from last year. And like I said, there was a lot of uh, things expected for them i'm talking about uh utah so they get get the first big test early on of course you know billy napier takes over at florida Mm -hmm. so i'm sure he'll have his guys ready for that matchup and uh i'm not gonna say it's gonna be an upset but don't be surprised if there is
1: yeah utah's favorite by three the over over under total is 51 and a half Uh, like you said utah People expect big big things from them this year coming out of the Pac-12. I think it's going to be a test for them, even though the game is later in the day, uh, uh, according to Utah, in in their time zone. But it's it's still going to be a difficult trip uh, going Mm -hmm. down to the southeast, playing in prime time So, But I I think they can handle the challenge. The the question for me is how are they going to handle that pressure early on through the first Mm -hmm. uh, seven to ten minutes of that game?
0: Yeah, that's gonna be a big, big uh test for them. And and look like I said before, like I said, they got Utah's got a lot of their guys back from last year, but you know, I'm wondering, you know, Cameron Rising, you know, a lot of people are expecting him to probably re- be right there for the Heisman consideration. So he'll have a tough test early on. You know, I know Billy Napier is a big, you know, defensive guy. He's a defensive minded coach, so I'm sure he'll have his mm-hmm. defensive guys ready. So that best be a game to watch. Uh Illinois State against uh, Wisconsin. That'll be at six o'clock on FS1.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised they don't have a spread for this one, but hmm. we'll, Wisconsin should be able to take care of business. Miami of Ohio will visit uh, Lexington, Kentucky, to take on the number twentieth team in the country, the Kentucky Wildcats. Kentucky's favored by 15, in, 15 points, even. <laughs> uh, yes.
0: <laughs> uh, we we talked. We, like I said, we talked about this earlier with the whole thing with uh with what. Um, yo, know, yo, know, John Caliper, who of course the men's hoops co said about mm-hmm. March the football program. So this is sort of like their way. I'm sure we'll have this guy's ready up just you know, that was just hilarious the way they had they had it, you know, all all shaped out. But uh yeah, it's gonna be very interesting there. Tim atmosphere down there less, so it'll be uh definitely be like top-notch, of course, Utah State and Alabama. Six thirty. Look, I'm not going to say Utah State can pull off the upset, but <laughs> if you look, I think you, if you're Alabama, whatever the whatever the, whatever the whatever the the spread is, I say take the under. But, uh, you, you sure know.
1: about that? Alabama's favorite well, I mean, by forty-two.
0: 40, oh, Jesus, forty-two. Uh, yeah, I take the under on that one. <laughs>
1: you you but, sure? Well, if you want to push, go ahead. But uh Okay, this, yeah, this, okay. You, you heard can, it, folks. She she thinks Utah State's gonna cover. We'll see. Well, I'll say they'll, they'll cover. I'm not
0: saying they're gonna win. They they, they might cover. Okay, I said they okay. Might.
1: We got 52. you on tape. We got you on tape. I'm gonna In cover the o-
0: myself there. Uh, Notre Dame and Ohio State at sixty. And the overall the
1: total sixty two. Okay, go yeah, ahead.
0: Yeah, yeah. Take the over on that one. Uh six thirty uh ABC, you know, the first primetime game of the season. You got Notre Dame and mm-hmm. Ohio State. That should be a fun, of course. Marcus Freeman takes over at Notre Dame. Of course you got CJ Stroud who is right there for the highest consideration mm-hmm. at, you know, at Ohio state. So this should be a, this should be an interesting matchup. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think for, for uh, Notre Dame, uh, how are they going to come out, uh, playing in the horseshoe? Uh, it's, it's a horseshoe? is it's going to be a, a hype crowd. Ohio mm-hmm. state, a lot of people are expecting them to do big things this year. I think for Notre Dame, uh, uh, how are you going to keep C.J. Stroud in the pocket? Uh, what's the defensive sk- uh, scheme that's going what's this, uh, the game plan is going to be from the Notre Dame defense? Now, offensively for Notre Dame, I think they got to run the ball to keep that uh, Buckeyes defense honest. Can they do that consistently and not turn the ball, off, especially with a big game like this on the road to start your season? And on the flip side for Ohio State, uh, let's see if their big wide receivers can make some uh, uh, big plays down the field early. If they can do that, it's going to be a long night for the final Irish secondary.
0: Absolutely. And I think they're still a little weak there, too, from what I've seen. So, should be mm-hmm. an interesting game right there. Louisville, Syracuse on the AC Network. That'll be the AC matchup, you know, first game of the season, which is a conference matchup. Uh, let's see. Kansas State and Washington at 9 30 on FS1. Going to Sunday on the ABC, you got Florida State and LSU. Brian Kelly and his uh, fake yeah. accent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know.
1: I left Notre Dame. Go back home, boy. <laughs>
0: Florida State, you know, of course, you know, going off the win against Duquesne. Could be mm-hmm. tough to d- duplicate that. We'll see how LSU looks under you know Brian Kelly. That should be a fun one mm-hmm. on ABC. And on Labor Day Monday, you got Clemson. You know Davos has got a whole new staff you know, virtually. So he'll be facing a pretty tough Georgia Tech team in, at Mercedes, in Atlanta, Mercedes Men's Stadium in Atlanta. So I'm sure the folks there are just going to be rocking, and it should be a fun one down there in Atlanta.
1: Yes, it's always fun when the SEC teams meet. And I know it's SEC versus ACC with this matchup, but it is always it's always fun. Lakina, we talked about this last year. Clemson had an off year. Dabble Sweeney uh uh needed to reload on sometime. Looks like he did. Let's see if they can show it on the field. Could it be enough to get them back to the national championship uh playoff pitcher? We we shall see. We have a long ways to go with that, but they should start off strong on Monday.
0: Should be. It just should be a fun one there. Uh, Let's go to the games for tonight. So you got Western Michigan and Michigan State. That's at six o'clock on ESPN 2. On AC, now we got Temple and Duke. You've got Tech, Tech Tennessee, Tech, I should say, against mm-hmm. Kansas and Illinois, hoping to go 2 0 against Indiana. That's going to be their first game. That'll be on FS. That's going to be tough for Illinois.
1: I think I have Indiana in that one. Indiana's favorite Excuse by me. one point.
0: Well, oh, yeah, that should be so Basically,
1: listen. Vegas is telling you it's a toss up.
0: Yes, it is. And also TCU in Colorado, an old Big Twelve matchup on ESPN at nine o'clock. So I'm definitely gonna be staying up watching that one.
1: Yep, yeah, that's right. Uh, West Coast football is your specialty. So if you follow Lakina on Twitter at Keena Kina underscore McGee. Kina no McGee
0: underscore. on Wait, I no underscore. <laughs> no
1: underscore. Okay. Keena McGee on Twitter. She'll have a lot to say.
0: <laughs> well yeah, I I'm trying not to take i I'll probably have to take a nap during that t- before that <laughs> game comes on. Quick yeah, like nap. I said,
1: at Western Michigan, Michigan State game. If you're watching it, I think that'll, that'll be a perfect time to take a nap.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe so. But uh, yeah, we'll still see if Mel Tucker and his guys, of course, you know, no Kenneth Walker Jr. So, you know, you got to wonder who's going to be the running back there, and who's going to kind of take over that, you know. But yeah, so really great games to start off the you know, week one in college football. So in Labor Day weekend, so it's exciting.
1: Yes, I know it's exciting for you. It's exciting for college football fans. So there's plenty of games to choose from, plenty of games to watch. Well, it should be an exciting start to the 2022 uh, college pickskin season. I remember what. Sarah says, already said he's going
0: to watch more college football.
1: So I um, ain't but. say all that. I usually watch one big game a week. Just... I don't know if I'm switching out to two. We'll see. But you know, I usually watch one big game a week. A week so that's
0: gonna be. yeah, We'll get see you about to do two. Get him to do two.
1: That, that's gonna be <laughs> a thing. It's a process, folks. Baby steps. Baby steps. <laughs> Hour number one in the books. Album number two straight ahead. As you're uh, listening to a special edition of Second City Sports, the Liberty Day Weekend edition. When we return, the Bears will have a new president. Question mark. Dot. 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 Also, there was a big trade that happened in the world of NBA basketball, and our girl Christine Manica will join us to give us her take in sports, the White Sox, entertainment, and more. And plus, we'll have some other grab bag subjects. I'm sure it's going to get us all caught off guard. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You're listening to Second City Sports Live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago.
2: Progressive presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Light day around baseball today. Cleveland at Detroit. The White Sox visit Kansas City. The Cardinals are at Denver. The Astros host the Rangers. The Red Sox at home against the Orioles. The Cubs take on the Reds in the Field of Dreams game in Dyersville, Iowa. The NFL preseason kicks into high gear this week. Tonight, the Giants visit the Patriots while the Titans head to Baltimore. Tomorrow, the Falcons visit the Lions. The Browns are at Jacksonville. The Jets visit the Eagles. The Cardinals at Cincinnati. The Packers are on the road at San Francisco on Saturday. Carolina at Washington. Kansas City at Chicago. The Bills host the Colts. The Bills the current favorite to win the Super Bowl. The Seahawks visit the Steelers. It'll be the Dolphins at Tampa. The Texans hosting the Saints. The defending Super Bowl champion Rams battle the Chargers at SoFi Stadium. Denver at home against the Cowboys while the Raiders host the Vikings. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sport Zone Chicago.
1: Welcome back to hour number two of Second City Sports, our special Labor Day weekend holiday edition. We're live, and live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Laquem McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow your truly on the Twitter and the IG at SidKid80. Once again, that's SidKid80. That's S I D K I D eight zero. That's S I D K I D eight zero. You can
0: follow me at Kenny McGee on the Twitter and at Kenny McGee on the IG.
1: We got we have less than an hour left for this extra games so We call it a Sports Talk Radio Show. If you have any questions or comments for us? You can always go to Sports on Chicago on Facebook or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. And right, we must give you this reminder that you can now catch Sports on Chicago on Roku TV. All That's right, what- like. Yeah, that's right. We are we are available on Roku TV live and on demand 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year.
0: All right, yeah, let's say like, make sure you check us out there. So, yeah. so big news came across the wires on uh about a, a little over an hour ago. Of course, you know, shout out to Dan Pompey for first bringing this up, but Ted Phillips, <laughs> the longtime president over with the Chicago Bears has now said he's going to retire after the season. I know that um, a lot of folks are kind of wondering like, okay, what does this actually mean? I know some people want to, you know, have a little bit of, you know, are celebrating, you know, what they're doing in the dance. Our buddy Matt Peff from CHGO said, you know, he usually goes on his Twitter breaks this time of year. So he said, oh, okay, <laughs> this is great news. And then, okay, back to the Twitter
5: break. So, you know,
0: <laughs> for I, I, I kind of feel like, okay, he's been there since the late nineties and I, I'm like, you know, it, it's look, I I like the fact that maybe, you know, I, I know some people are saying, could this 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 ensure uh, the Bears move to Arlington Heights? That's a whole different subject. We yes. will probably talk about that next week. But uh, I mean, to me, it kind of sounds like, OK, well, Ryan Poles, of course, the Bears GM. Will he have a say on who gets hired as a new president or is it going to be, you know, I know Virginia McCaskey's not in the best health. Mm-hmm. Um, would you know? Or well, the other McCaskies, well, they have more of a say. So to me, it's kind of like you, know, you can do. Look at this twofold. So I'm a little, you know, I'm trying to kind of like temper my expectations here on the optimism of this.
1: I think it's about six or seven members on that board, Lakina. Uh, mm-hmm. As far as uh, uh, as far as the Bears are concerned, like you said, yep. Virginia's not to the best of health right now. We wish her uh, with uh, with her uh, health uh, issues health issues, but, uh, Ted Phillips, remember he was the director of finance for many years before he took over as president in the late nineties. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned, uh, two things he did significantly significantly here. He got that, um, not dome, but he got that little spaceship as people called it prior yeah. to the 2003 season, yeah. <laughs> put it in between the, uh, colonnades mm-hmm. at soldier field. Yep. I was battling old mayor daily at the time. Go do your research. As looking always says, Google is your friend. And then as you brought up just a moment ago, many people think this is sure of the Bears move to Arlington Heights. Yes, it does. As we talked about over the past year, LaQuinta, when the news came out, the Bears had purchased a bid to to play uh, for that land out there at Arlington Heights with that old uh, Arlington racetrack. Mm-hmm. The Bears didn't do it to waste time. They knew that they had prime real estate there, so we all knew at that time that the Bears are going to Arlington Heights. It's just not have been uh, beneficial yet. But once we heard that news a little bit over a year ago. We knew that the Bears are going to Arlington Heights. Ted Phillips stepping down. I I said this to a couple people on Twitter about an hour or two ago. ago. Ted Phillips financially, he'll be fine. This is his loving party gift of putting the Bears in the best position to move to Arlington Heights. He's going to be fine. Uh, His loving party gift is his retirement. He's going to have more than a gold watch. I'm sure he has everything that he needs, and he's just going to get. I'm sure a little bit more residuals under the table once the Bears officially build that new stadium. At Orange has probably within the next five or six years.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting because they actually are supposed to be presenting that. I think either I think later today, if I'm not mistaken. So it'll be interesting to see how you know it's going to get a little bit you know kind of dicey there. And I look, we've seen you know Phillips make like. Not the best moves, you know, we've seen make some okay moves and, and such, but uh, you know, that, that whole thing is gonna be interesting to see how all this sort of like kind of like you know, can you know kind of convey. So, you know, he's only the first first the fourth person to serve as president of the organization mm-hmm. since the you know, in the whole existence, you know, the bears have been in existence for over a hundred years. So I think he's only you know, the fourth person, you know, to be the president. It'll be interesting to see how this goes. Like I said, it'll be interesting to see how much of a say Ryan Poles will have cuz he's going to be you know reporting to whoever, directing to whoever mm-hmm. you know whoever the pres- new president is so that's going to be a, a different whole different you know sort of thing right there
1: and like you said Matt um Matt and, and Ryan Poles are trying to get this uh, franchise franchise off the ground as far as on the field is concerned but whoever the next team president is going to be hopefully they'll have a football background and not a finance background uh, message to all you professional teams out there. Do not hire a director of finance to be a president of your team. It does not work. Now, with that being said, hopefully someone who has a strong football background as far as personnel is concerned, uh, there'll be a start right there. And mm-hmm. uh, they can work together, work well with Ryan Poles. Um, uh, They'll be great, but uh, it's going to be a long process. Uh, I don't know how long it's going to take. I'm assuming, it, I know Ted Phillips is going to mm-hmm. retire at the end of the season, but you would think they'll uh, that the Bears, if they're smart, they'll get their search on now.
0: But well, we know the Bears aren't that smart, so who knows? Let me, I mean, I, I, I yeah, I be, yeah, I be, yeah, I've been yeah, be trying to uh, look at uh Cody Porter, who does who's doing a, who doing a great job uh, covering the Bears for ESPN, uh Chicago of course. You know, you guys can hear on ESPN Radio as well. I haven't mm. seen anything from from her. her. I haven't seen anything for our buddy Mark Brody from 670score or, you know, Chris Emma, who does the uh, Mm 670score.com's website, you know, or any of the other people there. I've seen that, you know, Brad Biggs, you know, I haven't seen anything from him either about some names of Florida War. Like, I'm sure this is probably – well, we we might see it maybe as the week goes on as the Bears prepare for their game against San Fran, you know, next Sunday, but I'm sure we'll be hearing some names and such. You know, like you said, hopefully they get somebody who has a a sports background at the very Mm -hmm. least. Maybe not necessarily football, but at least has a sports background. So yep. that's you know maybe you think
1: you think they'll hire the same committee that hired John Fox.
0: <laughs> you never know what old
1: people? We'll, let's see. Let's get Bill Paulian. Uh, what was that guy's name that helped get John Fox in here? Ernie Acorsi. Oh,
0: Ernie yeah, Corsi. Let's see. <laughs> see. See.
1: Here's here we have. We have Ernie Corsi. We have Bill Paulian. Can we get Mark Levy, who's from Chicago? Yeah, yeah.
0: He's still very sharp from '91. So yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. I mean- so that's three. Can we get a couple more?
0: Mm, they might get like younger younger people there too. I mean, look, uh, <laughs> Sue Campbell isn't there anymore, so you know, polls. Uh, not a him. good idea. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know, but yeah, I'll be interested to see what happens uh, there. But uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see. I mean, it it is what it is. But uh, like I said, I'm sure we'll be hearing more names as this goes. But yeah, but knowing this this organization, you never know. Uh, yeah, no more, we should
1: Anna? continue that committee next week or maybe when Christine comes on. Right, yeah, because we're so. we trying, we don't build, we're uh, we at Second City Sports. We like to be proactive, not reactive. We're going to build our own community right now. We have Marv Levy, Ernie Acorsi, and Bill Polian. We need about like two or three more people. Any of you guys who can help us out, just go to Sports Old Chicago's Facebook page or Sports All Chicago on Chicago YouTube. Uh, give us your sh- suggestions, we'll, we'll take it into consideration. <laughs>
0: Alright, some more NFL news as listening to Second City Sports on Sportsville Chicago, Laken McGee, Sandy Brown with you. Um a couple of uh, you know, contract uh signings. Uh one expected, one not expected. We'll we'll do the unexpected first. Jimmy Garoppolo has taken a pay cut and restructured his deal to stay with the 49ers through the end of next season. I don't think anybody saw this coming, but I'm wondering though, do does does Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, they they kinda wanna have a safety net there in case. You Mm -hmm. know, Lance doesn't do very well, or he gets hurt. God forbid. So I'm thinking that maybe I think even Garoppolo even said he wasn't expecting to still be (laughs) on the Mm -hmm. on the 49ers (laughs) roster. But uh, I'm I'm wondering. Yeah, I guess I'm thinking that maybe they want to have a backup just in case. You know, like I said, Lance is unproductive, or God forbid, he gets hurt. So I think this Mm -hmm. is more like keeping their kind of like keeping themselves covered.
1: And also, to remember, Jimmy Garoppolo also had off shoulder surgery, so that scared off a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it early in the off-season, at that John Lynch wasn't happy about the trade offers that was uh, reportedly um, re- received in his office. So uh, I think this was a safe move for the 49ers. This was, it's a smart move. Like you said, just heaven forbid that Trey Lance gets hurt. Uh, you still have Garoppolo, who's obviously familiar with the system, but uh, his days are San Francisco uh, are numbered.
0: Yeah, we'll see if you know, what happens there. Uh Russell Wilson will be a Denver Bronco for a while at least. He had a $245 million contract extension with 185 guarantee- 65 I should say, $165 million guaranteed. So uh I mean, they look I'm all for you know, guys getting their money, but you know, Russ is like in his early 30s, so hopefully maybe, you know, we can, you know, he can kind of sort of like be productive and like that old line for the Broncos, that's pretty, pretty decent, but I'm still mm-hmm. a little worried that he doesn't have really anybody to th- throw it to, especially now he's 33, you know, he's not as young as he, I'm sure there's been a lot of wear and tear in that body already. So what do you think about yeah. that? Co- what do you think about this that new contract of Wilson's?
1: Yeah. And and these are, uh, these are the things you have to do. If you want, if you want a franchise quarterback in Denver is paying for right now, literally, if you're Lamar Jackson, in Baltimore right now, you have to sit there wondering when is my contract coming? Are you going to play this franchise tag with me for the next two or three years? I do not want that. I want that long-term security. I want that 100% guarantee money. Mm-hmm. I get why Franchises don't do it because that counts against your salary cap. But if you're Lamar Jackson, you sitting there. My time is here. My time is not. When is it coming in terms of my a long-term guaranteed contract?
0: Yeah, like that thing. And, I, I'm sure neither he nor the Ravens want this to be a distraction. So, mm-hmm. like, hopefully, maybe they can figure it out. Or, like I said, you were getting closer and closer. So. Again, and I know that, uh, I think Lamar, you know, is showing folks that he's a little bit smarter than a lot of people want to give him credit for. He's kind of, you know, sending folks back on, kind of pushing back on folks on Twitter saying that well, they should pay you more and and whatnot, but he's saying that, look, you know, it's a business in the end. So I'm sure they'll figure it out, whether it's, you know, before the season starts for them next week or perhaps maybe, you know, after the off season, especially if he has a really productive year this year. So his, his price is always going to go up. I know, I know that uh, he should get more money than Kyler Murray. I think we can yeah.
1: all agree
0: on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure the Ravens deep down feel that way too, so we'll we'll have to wait and see on that. Yeah.
1: You're listening to Second City Sports on Sportsville Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. We're talking uh, the pigskin pro style right now, the National Football League. Lakina, let's, let's do this preview before we bring our girl Christine on from KXRB. We're going to preview the NFC South. Of course, your defending champions of that division is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Of course, you have the New Orleans Saints, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Carolina Panthers. Let's start off with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady uh, took a vacation, quote-unquote, a couple weeks ago. Now he's back. He did play in their last preseason game against the Indianapolis Colts, but they have uh, a couple of injuries on the offensive line. As we mentioned, Leonard Fournette came into camp out of shape, 260 pounds. They picked up Julio Jones. They picked up Akeem Hicks, the former Chicago Bear, for the defense. Uh, I think they're still primed for a Super Bowl. But uh, things uh, it may get testy here early for Brady and company,
0: especially with that old line not being, you know, with Jensen being a, on IR. I know Worf's, is, you know, Tristan Worf's has been, you know, he's questionable too, mm-hmm. and such. You know, a couple other guys as well. I know uh, Sidney, you know, you know, Aaron Sidney, you know, he's on IR. So mm-hmm. yeah, so. That's gonna be sort of like the key. I think you know, King Hicks has been like playing like a man possessed. You guys have seen you know some of the games, you know, the preseason games. I know they went mm-hmm. over, but you know, look, I think he Hicks has looked like better than he did when he was here in Chicago, probably like yeah. here. So he might be prime for Yeah, better than
1: 2018 well. when he was yeah. healthy for a whole year.
0: Yeah, you got of course you got Shaq Barrett and Lamonte David and Devin White um antoine willfield jr so you look you've got you've got guys there on that defensive front and i think that's for them i think that's probably going to be the key you know that that defense probably going to be have to you know kind of put this pick up the side especially Mm -hmm. if you know bray is going to end up you know being thrown around like a ragdoll so hopefully and you know he's 45 now folks so unfortunately he can't Mm -hmm. he wasn't that mobile anyway of course they also got kyle rudolph as well so you wonder like will he have some you know somebody somebody to throw to of course you know with Julio jones and and such so, so um, I'm wondering like course, you know, Todd Bowles takes over, of course, as the uh new coach. So I'm sure he's gonna the defense is gonna be fine. I'm not worried about that. It's gonna be really gonna be the offense for me mm-hmm. when it comes to the Bucs.
1: Yeah, and Brady South as well, especially with, as you mentioned, with questions on the offensive line. Let's go to the New Orleans Saints. Of course, they missed the playoffs last year uh due to injuries, in particular their wide receiver and Michael Thomas, who's back this year and their starting quarterback, Jamie Weston, who actually got off to a pretty decent start last year. Then he mm-hmm. tore his ACL in the uh, season went down here for, for, for the Saints. Now, looking they have a new head coach in Dennis Allen, he comes over from the defensive side of the ball. Of course, Sean Payne's now at Fox TV. You'll get to see him starting in the next weekend as the NFL season, regular season kicks off. Uh, they still have Cameron Jordan for the defense. They, they they picked up hometown guy Tyrone Matthew for the safety from Kansas City. Uh, I kind of like the Saints. We'll give our previous, our, uh, our picks as far as who's going to make the playoffs, who's not next next Friday at the summer, our next show. But the Saints, uh, just in case something bad happens to Tampa Bay, I think the Saints are our next team to step up big time in this division.
0: Yeah, but I'm wondering, like the quarterback. I mean, I know Alvin Kamara will, you know, Marking was there. Yeah, he was nicked mark, up last year, too. Yeah, Michael Thomas. I mean, he was m- nicked up last year. You know, they got that, you know, they got Jarvis Landry, Chris, Olive, who they they drafted. So I think that should help them a little bit. But hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, Jameis Winston, I think that's going to be the question mark the health of Jameis Winston. They did, they did pick up Andy Dalton? So, God forbid, if anything happens to Winston again, you know, you got somebody, you know, there, you're proven, you're a veteran to kind of pick up the slack. Defense, I'm not worried about, like I said, Dennis Allen, again, a defensive minded guy, you know, Cam Jordan, you know, that front seven is actually really good. So uh, again, you know, that that's not going to be an issue for me. Like I said, it's gonna, really going to be the offense and the defense is gonna, probably going to have to carry them. And plus their schedule too. You know, they have a pretty, I don't want to say light schedule, but they got a pretty, you know, I don't want to say easy either, but you know, they, they start with Atlanta and then they play Tampa. So they got, they're going to be tested early on. So
1: for yeah, me, they're given Tampa like, problems the last three years.
0: That's true, but uh, yeah, but again, you know, it's definitely going to be kind of like back and forth there as well. So you know, again, we'll see about the Saints now going into uh, Carolina, of course. You know, Baker Mayfield is now uh, QB one. This is kind of like a prove it year for him. Mm-hmm. and and such so actually a preview for i guess for matt rule as well because yeah <laughs> you know every, well, of course you know, have sam Darnold on that now i'm gonna be on ir of course christian McCaffrey is he gonna be able to stay healthy also dj moore as well he was also nicked up nicked up last year the O line is really gonna be the you know the thing for them i know they got they, they drafted a lot of guys as well i know robbie anderson has been around for a while he's been you know nicked up too so you know, that's gonna be a thing. Of course, Chuba Hubbard will probably you know prove that he mm-hmm. can you know do it, you know, occasionally McCaffrey gets hurt again. Mm-hmm. The defense, you know, young, you know, not not a lot of big names. You know, of course Xavier Woods probably the most be you a know, big name. Also JC Horn. Yeah, I know he got nicked up last year too. So <laughs> to me, it's really gonna be like the, the the health of a lot of these guys in the Panthers.
1: Yeah, so there's going to be a lot of jobs on the line, as you mentioned, starting with head coach Matt Rule. Uh, you know, I gave him credit on this show the last couple years, the way the team has started, but because of injuries and bad play, their seasons went up in flames. You, of course, you remember last year, Sam Darnold went on IR. They picked up Cam Noon. He had a great debut in his return, but things went downhill afterwards. But this year, as you mentioned, Laquina, Baker Mayfield has a lot to prove. He wants fresh cash. He wants to be uh, that franchise quarterback for someone, whether it's for Carolina or someone else. Christian McCaffrey has to prove that he has to stay healthy. Uh, We all know that he's one of the best running backs, productive running backs in the NFL uh, when he's healthy, not just running the ball, but catching the ball coming out of the backfield, which is a loss to Art now these days. And Chupa Mm -hmm. Harbor, let's see uh, what he could do in year two. Now, the Carolina defense, as you mentioned, uh, is still a a defense in transition. That's a young defense. That secondary was terrible last year. Mm -hmm. Let's see if they can improve in that area.
0: Yeah, that's going to be the thing. Of course, last but not least, of course, uh, the fal, the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, look, it's a it's a, it's, a, it's going to be a catchaway too. Of course, Marcus Mariota is now the quarterback at, in Atlanta, so that's a totally different, you know, transition there. Mm-hmm. Of course, you got Cordero Patterson still there as well. You know, a lot of young guys. Of course, you know, Kyle Pitts. Of course. You know, third-year guy from Florida, so lots going to be expected from him. We'll see how Mariota does it. Uh, of course, you know that that O line. You've got Jake Matthews, who's a veteran. Uh, on the defensive side, again, you got a lot of youth there. You got a lot of young guys. I mean, you know, Casey Hayward is probably like the most you know well known of some of those guys on that defense. They were actually in a lot of games last year. Atlanta was. It wasn't like mm-hmm. they were you know blown out of the water in every single game. I mean, they were actually right there in some of those games. You know, they lost a couple of heartbreakers there. too. I think they lost like what four or five games in mm-hmm. one possession games. So, you know, again, I'm not gonna say they're gonna be right there for for a wild card spot, but I think they're. I think I wouldn't look past Atlanta if you have them on your schedule uh, this season.
1: That could very well be the case because, as you mentioned, no one's expecting them to be barburns this year, especially after training Matt Ryan to the Indianapolis Colts. Marcus Mariota, we'll see what he has left. Who's going to run the ball for Atlanta? And then on the flip side for their defense, Deion Jones, one of their very few talented linebackers, he's going to miss the, at least the first four games of the season uh, due to a, uh, an injury. So uh, this is going to be a rebuilding year for the Dirty Birds in Atlanta
0: yeah, this yeah, this NFC sales could be very interesting. like I said, I think unless unless you knock out the bucks, I know the Saints will probably you know have a good chance of doing that, but unless you knock out the Bucks, I think that's the Bucks division to lose, I think,
1: yeah, i I couldn't agree with you more as 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 this old saying goes, you you as good as your next healthy uh, healthy guy. and that's you could say this for just about all the teams except for a, a, Atlanta. For Tampa, it's all about Tom Brady keeping him upright. As we've seen throughout his career, especially with his two years in Tampa, you keep him upright, uh, he does well for you. Uh, if he gets knocked on his uh, keister, it, it's going to be a struggle. So, uh, Tampa Bay, I don't think it's going to be a glorious of a season as people may expect, but they still should have enough to win this division. The Saints are still right there. They just had to have Jameis Winston stay healthy, and he has to get back to the form that he did the first few weeks of last year before he got hurt.
0: Yeah, I mean Tampa Lit in total offense. Well, they were right there, right behind Dallas in total offense. Mm-hmm. You know they, you know Cowboys had the Cowboys had the edge in yards last year. So, I mean, like I said, I, I think you know that O line is going to be the key, and I think that's going to be sort of like the thing. I mean, mm-hmm. will Leonard Fournette? I mean, once he starts, you know, getting you know getting into shape. Yeah, you know, we we've seen that so far. You know, this training camp. I mean, if. I think the running backs are going to be probably going to be used a little bit more. I know we might see Julio Jones a little bit. Yeah, I know he played a little bit of running back as well. So it's going to be very interesting in that that NFC South.
1: Yeah, like you said, it, outside of Atlanta, it, it may be Carolina, but it's going to come down to Tampa Bay in New Orleans. It's just something happened to Brady. I expect New Orleans, if they don't have a rash of injuries of, like they did a year ago, they should take the division if something happens to Tampa. But I think uh, fairly rated Tampa Bay number one. New Orleans number two, Carolina three, and Atlanta four.
0: Okay, yeah, I can, yeah, I can see that. I can see definitely see that. That's probably the order I probably would have, as well. Yeah, so you know, it'll be interesting to see in the NFC South. I mean, you know, I don't want to say it's Tampa and everybody else, but I think you know we'll see if you know the Panthers have a breakthrough season, or if the Saints can kind of stay healthy and be sort of ch- and challenge the you know Tampa, and we'll see what Atlanta does. Like I said, Atlanta. You know they've got a lot of young, you know, young guys. You know, Marcus Mariota is, is over there too. So now, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But uh, yeah, it's going to be you know kind of right there with it. And you know, a big, like I guess, uh, uh, before we you know, go into M- NBA, of course, you know, hopefully our girl Christine comes with us a little bit. But the Titans, you know, suffered a big loss. Their top pass rusher Harold Landry, who's been to a couple of Pro Bowls, he tore his ACL in practice, and he's going to he's done for the year. So that's a but yeah, that yeah, that's a big loss for that you know that Titans uh, defense, and I, I'm 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 wondering like this is you know because he led he led the uh, the Titans in sacks. You know he had a career high twelve sacks last year. Um, you know it's it's gonna get yeah this is a big loss for the Titans.
1: Yeah, uh, as we talked about, when we had our AFC South preview last week. It, it, this is gonna be a tough, ugly division already with Jacksonville, Indianapolis, and. Tennessee I know some people thought and I was one of them they did with Smoky Mirrors last year even with their running back Derrick Henry missing half the year but <clears throat> this is definitely going to be a sackback for them and you will think on at least on paper that Indianapolis is the favorite right now.
0: Absolutely and uh, our buddy Christy is with us uh, You know, making her return after you know being off last week but uh, <laughs> yeah, well, we got a lot of thoughts for her you know, as we want to kind of get into it as we get like some you know Big things happening you know, all over the place in September. She's gonna have a busy month as well. Uh, is our girl from KXRB the one, the only, the queen, Miss Christine Manica. Hello, Yay!
5: Christine. Yay! Being busy, I think, is an understatement. What you said there,
0: uh, I know, I know, you, I know. You told me you had a pretty, you had a pretty last few weeks. You're gonna, you're gonna have a pretty next few weeks. Again, okay, we'll get to that in a little yeah. bit. But uh, let's talk about, uh, we'll start with the White Sox too, you know, since we said a few minutes before we go to break, of course, you know, Sid and I talked about it earlier in the first hour, of course, uh, Tony La Russa, it looks like he might be, I don't want to say he's done for the year, but he's out indefinitely because of medical uh, concerns, you know, his heart, you know, that's what Andrew Vaughn said, yeah. and they were completely, you know, the players were completely caught off guard, you know, what do you think about this whole situation?
5: You know, if they're trying to find a way for him to quietly leave the organization, this could be it. Um, It is kind of unusual that, you know, you have no one in the front office speaking on LaRusse's behalf about what's going on, what condition does he have, will he be okay? Because that's the most important thing. Is he okay? Mm -hmm. And it just kind of stinks for. you know, kind of the other coaches to step up and, and be that front office position when maybe they themselves don't even know what's going on with with Larusa at the moment. So it's a very it's a very unique situation, unique in the way that the front office isn't really speaking about it.
1: Yeah, we talked about this earlier, Christine. Andrew Vaughn and Gavin Sheets, they reportedly they found out via social media. And, of yeah. course, this all came out on Tuesday. G. Mm-hmm. found out exactly one hour before his start yep. via the scoreboard. Yep. And, and the, the white, as I said uh, to start the show, the White Sox definitely dropped the ball on this one. I know Miguel Cairo, who's the bench coach, who's the active manager, yeah. he had to speak on and following Tuesday's game. And he was mm-hmm. the only one from the management that spoke about this. Where's Kenny Williams? Where's Rick Hahn? Where's Jerry Ryan serve? Even to put out a statement, if not anything else, you don't have to get deep into it. You say, LaRusso's having health issues. We hope, we wish him the best. And uh, he couldn't, he can't manage for the time being. That's all that needs to be said. You don't even have to take questions. But do those three gentlemen that just mentioned uh, did not say a damn word? That's inexcusable. That's just very, that's inexcusable.
5: I would expect more of Rick Khan to speak on this. Kenny, mm-hmm. Kenny doesn't really speak to the media. It's on those rare occasions that he'll actually get in front of people. Like I think it was a couple of years ago when they tried, oh, who did they try to get last year? And they and everyone just kind of rampaged him at spring training, if if I recall that. And just, oh
1: you're talking about Manny Machado. Manny Machado. Yeah.
5: Yes. Yes. When they when they were in the process of trying to get Manny Machado, they like corralled him and i think that was the first time in a while he's actually spoken to the media so i would i would say that i expect more something coming from rick hann not so much kenny but definitely more so from rick hann followed by jerry
0: yeah real quick before we go to break of course you the royals i mean you know they you know they take two out of three against the royals they have a big one against minnesota um they're four games back you know
5: is this going to be the time where the white Sox right the ship Gosh, you know, I I thought about even going to the Minnesota game this weekend since it's only three hours away from where I am just to see what happens. But I think, you know, look, if this doesn't confuse the White Sox more than what the season already has for them, I I don't know what does. So I think at this point, especially with Larusa's health being in question and a lot of uncertainty with management right now within the organization I think the guys are just going to play and if they make it to the postseason great if not then it's time to reevaluate just management in general and see what they can do with this really good roster going forward because you got the team you just need the right person to manage them right now.
1: It's interesting to, as uh, uh, Lakina brought this up earlier. The, the even though it was against Kansas City, the the White Sox looked like the White Sox from last year. The last two mm-hmm. games, let's see if they can do it against a better opponent tonight in Minnesota. If you decide to change your mind, Christine, Dylan sees his pitcher tomorrow in front of a national audience on on Fox, and then Giolito, for whatever it's worth, he's pitching on Sunday. <laughs>
5: I, I I I literally thought about driving there. I'm not even kidding. I was looking up tickets and everything. Well, there's
1: that's plenty of tickets you can get, you especially for tomorrow.
5: Oh, yeah, trust yeah. me. I, I'm
1: going. You know, you know, I'm a season ticket holder, but yeah. tomorrow's game was not part of my package. I'm going tomorrow for free. So
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so there, if there's any hope, there's some hope for you, Christine. If you want to check out the game yeah. tomorrow. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, they're definitely, uh, tickets are still available for those games. Trust me, people Minnesota... are giving them,
1: away, giving them away like Halloween candy.
0: Yep. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably so. All right, we're going to take a really quick break. Of course, we got more with our girl, Christine. Of course, you got the big trade, you know, going on. We you know, went down in NBA with Donovan Mitchell. Hmm. Excuse me, uh, Troy Eggman uh, doesn't miss words on his departure from Fox. We'll have uh, Christine thoughts on college football and such and so much more still. We got to talk about the last half hour. Lakina McGee, Cindy Brown, Christine Macca for KXRB. The second City sports on Sports Zone Chicago. And we'll have more coming up right after this.
2: Progressive presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Light day around baseball today. Cleveland at Detroit. The White Sox visit Kansas City. The Cardinals are at Denver. The Astros host the Rangers. The Red Sox at home against the Orioles. The Cubs take on the Reds in the Field of Dreams game in Dyersville, Iowa. The NFL preseason kicks into high gear this week. Tonight, the Giants visit the Patriots while the Titans head to Baltimore. Tomorrow, the Falcons visit the Lions. The Browns are at Jacksonville. The Jets visit the Eagles. The Cardinals at Cincinnati. The Packers are on the road at San Francisco on Saturday. Carolina at Washington. Kansas City at Chicago. The Bills host the Colts. The Bills the current favorite to win the Super Bowl. The Seahawks visit the Steelers. It'll be the Dolphins at Tampa. The Texans hosting the Saints. The defending Super Bowl champion Rams battle the Chargers at SoFi Stadium. Denver at home against the Cowboys, while the Raiders host the Vikings. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sport Zone Chicago
0: And welcome back to Second City Sports on uh, Sports of Chicago with Kenan McGee, Sydney Brown, and our girl Christine Manica from KXRB Radio in Sioux Falls. Now, uh, Sid, I know you got some interesting uh, sports media news that you got that you know that you want to tell us about.
1: Yeah, we'll get to that in just a second. But uh, we talked about this before we brought you on, Christine Ted Phillips, uh, about an hour and a half ago. Uh, he's going to call it a career as far as uh, being the president of the Chicago Bears, serving that position for the last 23 years, but before then, he was the director of finance. Of course, many people could your surely believe that this is his parting gift for putting the Bears in great position to move to Arlington Heights in the next few years. So, What did you think about the news?
5: I I wish he would have announced that this past season. <laughs> just <you know. laughs> And I say that because just... You know, I I don't have any expectations for the Bears this season. I really don't. I don't even want to say what their record's going to be because it literally could be anything. You'll and tell I'm, us
1: next when we make our picks. Right,
5: exactly. And <laughs> I, I'm i still hung up on the fact that there were a lot of great options for coaches this year and for mm-hmm. general managers. Now, I, I think Eberflus is going to be good for the team, Um, but I'm not totally sold on Ryan Poles yet. I'm just not sold on them together when there were all these different options out there. So, and I know that Ted Phillips is kind of part of the voice of choosing, you know, the general manager and the coach and, and all Mm -hmm. that. So I'm still kind of confused on why they picked the coaches that they did. And I know some people are gonna come back at me and say, oh, but they won preseason. Yeah, that's preseason. What are they gonna do when they actually step out on the field, you know? So until the first couple of games happen, I, I'm i kind of iffy on the whole thing. So Ted's done, you know, good things for the organization, but I, I wish he would've done something right before he left for sure.
1: Me and and Lakina, we've been been picking old names to uh, uh, do. This is our version of uh, the Second City Sports version of our search committee because, you know, they had these search committees for uh, the last couple of head coaches including John Fox, Matt Nagy, so where that that landed. But we have Ernie Acorsi, of course, who was uh, helped to pick John Fox many years ago. We have Marv Levy, the former head coach of Buffalo back in the day. Chicago's very very own. And who else did we have, Lakina? Bill Polian uh, was Pauline. part of his last coaching search. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have any old football minds that are retired that you want to bring back to put our uh, search together?
5: Gosh. Um, get get <laughs> Buckus involved. Get get the coach back. Oh,
1: Dick Buckus? <laughs> I won. Won.
5: Okay, that's four. We got four. We got four. He was just as frustrated about last season and the coaching now than he was, you know, mm-hmm. all those <laughs> years ago. So, why get Dick Buckus's opinion? Why not?
1: Okay, that's four. Well, I think oh. this was going to grow. <laughs> yeah, that was going to grow. i like, you, know, you want to put Jim
0: McMahon on there? Hey, look, why not? Let me yeah, so we try yeah, to grow a yeah.
1: list for them to pick the next team president. So, we got Dan four, four names. Two. What's up,
5: Dan who? Hampton? Oh, Dan Oh, sure. oh you know, Yeah, you who know does uh, best pre
1: and post game on WGN radio with Ed uh, Obradovich. Yeah.
5: Yeah. I'm trying to – oh, my gosh. my Tom Thibodeau. Get get him to do what my mom loves him. Jeez Louise's. Oh, we'll be talking boy.
1: about him in a few minutes.
5: <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah,
0: well, let's get to that you know, same in in, in the you know, NBA world, if you will. Donovan Mitchell is now a Cleveland Cavalier. Uh, he was traded along with let me see if I got you know, I gotta have the official uh, news up. Uh, I know Colin Sexton was one. I was kind of I'm a little surprised that Larry, trade they traded Sexton. We'll see
1: how they're in. Lori three, marketed,
0: first, of first, course, former involved. bull, yeah, and three unprotected uh, picks, you know, that they go they go back to Utah. So, uh, Christine, I'll start with you. Okay, uh, the official uh, sort of like detail, of course, Lori Markadin, Ochaya baji Colin Sexton, three unprotected first-round picks in 2025, 20, 27, and 29, and two pick swaps in 26 and 28 and such. Of course, Sexton has signed a new uh, deal, an extension, you know, signed a trade deal to join the Jazz. Of course, that kind of you know, led to all this. So what do you guys think, Christine? I'll start with you. Where does this put the Cavs in the East?
5: I think it puts them in a better position than last year. That's for sure. That's a big player that they got. And first of all, there's nothing jazzy about Utah, you know? So the Utah Jazz is still kind of funny to me. And I know it came from New Orleans and all that. But but anyway, that's besides the point. I think they're going to set up to at least compete this season. Could be more so than last season. I think Utah's kind of in that rebuilding phase at the moment. They are. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, they are. They are.
0: They yeah. like, this trade kind of confirmed. Of course, they traded Gobert earlier this uh, this year. Uh, earlier this year as well, a couple of months back. So yeah, I think they're. Yeah, I know a lot of Bulls fans are freaking out about. Oh, why are the Bulls doing anything? How dare they not do anything? Look at that guy. Look, we don't know how they're gonna how they're gonna look so far. They're probably gonna be right there competing for that five or six spot mm-hmm. in the East.
5: So mm-hmm. I think people need to just relax, please. I, I don't even think the bulls need to change that much. They've already done so much within the last five years that I think they finally got the right formula. They have the coach, they got the young athletes that are healthy and willing to win a championship for the city. They got a good, you know, front office to, to head the whole project. So I I really don't expect any big changes out of the bulls in all honesty.
1: Yeah, the, the thing for the Bulls is they need to stay healthy. And we saw that in yeah. spurts, especially early last year when they're healthy, they compete. They can compete with anybody in the league. But as far as Cleveland's concerned, if you're a Cavaliers fan, I'm not saying this is going to be like the LeBron James days. and this nothing's going to be like That's that. But, but but Cleveland got to the to the play-in tournament last year. Of course, they got blown out by Brooklyn. But there was a, there was a surprise team in the league last year. They got two All Stars. With Darius Garland, uh, Garland and, and my guy Jared Allen, so and Donovan Mitchell to the mix, that's going to mm-hmm. be a good young backcourt with mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland. They they're, they're going to scare some teams, including the Bulls. But if you're a Cavaliers fan, you, uh, as long as that team stays healthy, you're definitely in the playoffs. I, yeah. If you're a, a team in, in that bottom half of that Eastern Conference, you you better be worried, like Atlanta, the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some of those teams that are competing for those last three or four spots uh, for the playoffs. You you better be worried. Now, as far as the Knicks are concerned, uh Leon Rose, their new team president for the last couple of years. Uh, from the stuff that I read, I'm sure you read some of that stuff too, Lakina. Mm-hmm. Ooh, the way they try to do business, they almost got in trouble for picking up, you know, Jalen Brunson from the mm-hmm. Dallas. And mm-hmm. then from stuff that I heard and read over the past 24 hours, uh, Danny Anch is like, uh, you can keep your dirty business to yourself. I'm not dealing with you anymore. The Knicks (laughs) had that deal just about in hand and -hmm. they found a way to screw it up. I did listen to your boys screaming A. Smith this morning on first take for like two minutes, and then I had to turn because I cannot stand that program. But uh-uh. uh, he tried to he he tried his best to keep it together. We all know that he's born and raised in New York. He's a Knicks fan, so, but he tried to keep it together. But you can tell he's upset. And so if you're the Knicks, where do you go from here? Because let's be honest here, Tom Thibodeau, as you mentioned, Christine, I know your mom likes him. Yeah, uh, she Tom, loves him. Yeah, but Tom, uh, Tom Thibodeau could be sending your family home if the Knicks don't get up to a good start this year. Because we all know what they did a couple of years ago, making it to the playoffs before they lost to Atlanta. Last year, it was a disaster with injuries and underperformance. They missed the playoffs. But if they don't get up to a good start this year, uh Tom Thibodeau could maybe see a pink slip and a link car by Christmas. I'm yeah. just saying.
0: Yeah, the, the RJ, the RJ Barrett sign, I think that, that made you kind of like, okay, yeah, it's mm-hmm. not, you know, Mitchell to the Knicks wasn't happening. So now we saw what happened there, you know, him going to Cleveland. So, look, I, like I said, I think, well, the, I think the Bulls are in a good position to be right there, like in the, for like the mm-hmm. top, you know, five, four, you know, four to six range if they can stay healthy. You know, Lonzo Ball's yeah. knee, that's a different, you know, still yeah. a big question mark. And we'll see how, you know, Andre Drummond and Goran Dragic, how they mesh, mesh you know, in this system. You know, Ken DeMar DeRozan, it's going to be hard for him to try to copy what he did last year. I know Zach Levine got that fresh paper now. Still has a lot to prove, so I'm sure you know he's it a new pop. The
1: congratulations to yeah, him. On uh, Saint,
0: yeah, Saint. Yeah, Saint His new son. Saint was born like a couple of uh, a couple of weeks back. Yo, know, such a little kitty pie. So uh, yeah, so congrats to him and his wife. Uh, but yeah, so you know, let, let let's see what this team does before we we all start freaking out. Like, oh, we should you should have done this. You should try to get KD. Is like, stop. Just stop. Please. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, you're listening to Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. It's Christine, the Queen Manica from KXRB Radio in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Christine, let's uh, go to Lakina's favorite sport, college football. Of course, uh, the, the season kicked off last week with some of the teams uh, playing in action. But uh, week one officially kicked off last night, of course, there are, there'll be big games coming up on Saturday in, uh, to start off. And for Sunday, and one Sunday, and then one Monday to wrap up Labor Day weekend. Uh, did you catch any action last night? And what games are you, are you looking forward to tomorrow?
5: Oh, it's definitely Notre Dame and Ohio State for me. Let's go, ND! <laughs> it's so funny because my my twin sister she's she loves Ohio State. She's always been an Ohio State fan. So my dad he's got a Joe Montana jersey, and then he's got a Buckeyes hat. He's like, okay, which one should I wear? Like, and then he's like, I might just wear both. And I'm like, Dad, you can't do that. Like, you literally can't do that. So I'm definitely looking forward to that game. Um, my we have uh, Notre Dame, obviously. Come on. Don't mm-hmm. give me that look. I got. What <laughs> got- here? I got faith in that young team. I I have a lot of good expectations for Marcus Freeman. I think he's gonna be that energy that that team needs for sure. I mean, did you see the promo video? What they did for their yeah. jersey? Yeah, yeah I did. We did. How can you not get hyped up looking at that? What What are the guys looking forward to this weekend? Uh, South Dakota State University is actually playing Iowa, Iowa Hawkeyes, yes. and you know they're a smaller Division One school, SDSU, but they have the potential to compete with a bigger school like Iowa. Um, so I'm I'm very interested to see how that's gonna go. The
1: jackrabbits. Um, jackrabbits, love
5: yes, the jackrabbits, jackrabbits. What's the
1: spread it. in that one, Lakina? <laughs>
0: Uh, I gotta look that up, but uh, okay. yeah, I'm, look, like, I'm sure. Look, I think you know, SDSU's been right there, like an the FCS playoffs the yeah. last few years, or like right near on the cusp. So, yeah, I mean, if you're Iowa, I, I don't don't take that game lightly.
5: That's yeah, they, I yeah they, they messed it up a couple of years ago for Fresno when they were in Fresno for the championship, but we don't like to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember, that I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, that, that was just embarrassing, but um. Yeah, I think that's definitely going to be a good game and another team to watch out for. Everyone thinks that SDSU stands for you know like that San Diego State University, and it's like no, no, no. Yeah, that's, a lot that's what yeah, that's where of the confusion. Exactly. yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, what about uh, Christine? What about Georgia and Oregon from Atlanta?
5: Uh, that that's going to be a good one too. Because the du- I know a couple of Ducks fans, and they're saying this is it. This is our year. And I, I think it actually could be a good game since it's you know on their home turf. I think mm-hmm. I got to give it to Georgia on this mm-hmm. one just because those fans can get rowdy mm-hmm. and crazy. And how can you not love that bulldog? Come on! I knew
1: it. <laughs>
5: so yeah, fourteen
0: and a half is a spread.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, four S-
0: and S- half, It may be yeah. a
1: sneaky play to take the points with SDSU. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm.
0: Just, yeah, forty-three and, mm. and a half. Forty-three and, and a half is the total. So, mm-hmm.
1: if it comes to fruition, you heard it here first on this program. She's She's saying saying. We're,
0: not, we're not, we're not. Like I said, we're not, we're not endorsing anything we're just we're just you know telling you if you for want for entertainment
1: S-U- purposes yes. only for those right. of you they cannot bet legally yet
0: right right <laughs> exactly <laughs> and it could bet it here in illinois too so it's just you know we're they're talking about scsu and iowa yeah so yeah i can kind of see where because scsu has been stadium state for like many years and now you know south dakota state has kind of used that so that's where kind right. of all the confusion comes in <laughs> with that one uh any other games looking forward to
5: over the weekend the, the long weekend Boy, are we talking football or are we talking just sports in general?
0: Well, we're not going to the sports part yet. Yeah, yeah. it' college football.
5: Is there any, like, oh, any, any, other, any other games? It, it's all Notre Dame. That, that's the game I'm watching. All Notre Dame. What, does you, your dad have that green jersey that Joe Montana yes! yeah, that, that, Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he has the, the green and gold,
0: yep. Oh, yeah, those green jerseys. My God, the green machine, as Diggerfels called them during that uh, – <laughs> That game, against, I think they played SC uh, that that year in '77. Yeah, <laughs> Montana was there. Yeah, I remember because I because I, I watch. I usually watch a replay of that game too. Like every year, every time when, of course, you know, later this year, I'll probably watch it when they, you know, Notre Dame and USC play each other this year in November. But yeah, I'm gonna be watching that game. Yeah, the Green Machine. You know, that that's what sticks out in my mind with that game from '77.
5: Let me see if I can pull up the picture. What he what he sent. Oh yeah, here it is. It's right can
0: you see it yeah yeah oh, yeah those yeah. Are, those are, those are, yeah those are really number cool three, montana. <laughs> three montana yep. yeah those are cool jerseys yeah those are some really cool jerseys yeah they debuted those. so yeah so I'm glad they we'll, all, well i'm sure they'll show them out some sometime you know during the season you know this says i can see sports on sports of chicago lakina mcgee sydney brown and our girl christine madica from KXRB. uh hmm let's see here like i said there's so many different like ways you want to go here but uh you know Troy Aikman in his interview with uh, John Oran and uh, Andrew Marchand basically said that he felt I- I'm paraphrasing because you, you guys can look at the you know, look up their podcast, but basically saying that he kind of felt slighted by Fox was one of the reasons why he you know bolted for ESPN. Uh, what are what are your thoughts on that? I, I, I got I got you. Know, if you guys listen to the interview, they got on Spotify, you know iTunes, mm-hmm. wherever you get your podcast. So it's a great podcast. You guys, you guys, you guys, you guys check it out. But we got to think about his comments, Aikman's comments
5: it's a little bit surprising just because of, you know, who Troy Aikman is a legend in in itself. Um, And I I guess it kind of doesn't surprise me when usually, you know, if one part of a team in this case, you know, Joe Buck, if someone from the team leaves, then automatically I think the one member that stays on usually gets pushed aside Like, it's not – do you know what I mean by that? Like, you can't have one without the other. And I think that's kind of how Fox maybe would have – could have played out the situation. And it just – it didn't end well. It didn't look good for them. And Troy didn't like the way that things were heading with them because of, you know, Joe Joe leaving. So, I think he made – not only a professional decision, but a personal one too. If he feels like he wasn't wanted there, then I, I'm i not surprised that he made the jump, especially after those comments. What he made,
1: I got the interview on my phone, so I'll be listening to it in his entirety this weekend. But I did read some of the excerpts uh, from that uh, interview. And remember, Joe Buck was uh, Joe Buck. Um, i start with Troy first. Troy Aikman was looking for that Tony Romo money, and why yep. not? He's been – he was with the company for over 20 years, and him and Joe did sound great together. So I get it. Like you said, Christine, not just from a, a professional decision, but a personal decision as well. Now, as far as Joe Buck, remember, this was supposed to be his last year, at Fox, because he said yeah. he was going to give up baseball after this year. Anyway, so he mm-hmm. saw after what, he, what happened to his uh, friend and, and, and colleague, Troy Aikman. I, I yep. want to go work with him too, and so – Congratulations to him on that. So, uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm listen to the whole thing this weekend. But we talked about it at the time, Lakina. Like, you know, it was a surprise at how this thing played out because everybody thought that Troy was gonna go to Amazon, but that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. ESPN wanted him, and he jumped at the opportunity.
5: Yeah,
0: and they're gonna have and they're, gonna, they're gonna have better games too. You know, once this yeah. new TV deal kicks in next year. So. You know, that actually ends up working, you know, pretty well all around. And I know that um, Kevin Burkhart, you know, Greg Olson, Aaron Andrews, and Tom Rinaldi have been making the rounds with, you know, the Fox rounds, if you will, if you saw that. Some of the photos from uh, this morning. So they are at the New York Stock Exchange early this morning too. <laughs> so, yeah, that should be interesting. Of course, you know, Fox has a Super Bowl this year in Arizona. So that's going to be a, a fun one too. It's going to be interesting to see how they, you know, how they mesh especially since Greg knows that he's kind of on borrowed time because, of course, Tom Brady will take over, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's next after this season or whatever, but he mm-hmm. be very You should come in with that yeah. mask.
1: as a mass singer, mass singer, because rumor had oh, I hope do he it. is. <laughs> yeah,
0: that'll be interesting. That's going to work. <laughs> good with in the next few weeks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Screw training camp. I'm the mass singer.
0: It's going to be very interesting there. Uh, the cast is back. They unveiled their. Yay. Yay. Schedule. <laughs> starting <We're> on, <laughs> Right. Starting in a uh, week 12, uh, Week 1 it'll be Denver and Seattle that'll be on ESPN2 and ESPN Plus. Of course, you know Russell Wilson's return to Seattle, that should be a fun one. So, very well played that they picked that one. Uh week 3, of course, they take next that next week off. You know, week 3 it'll be Dallas and New York. I'm sure Eli's going to have a lot to say about his Giants. I and mean, he's still he's still right there, you know, in practice. Uh it'll be the Rams and the Giants and uh me, the 49ers in week 4. Week 7 Bears and the Patriots. That should be interesting. Hopefully, hopefully mm. another one will be swearing at the, especially those you know, times that last year, a couple of times they were on Monday night football. Hopefully that just, you know,
1: that I got a feeling Justin Fields would be a, 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 a way better than he was a year ago under, under a competent head coach.
0: Right. I, don't, <laughs> yeah, I, I think this would
1: be better just, for the Bears since going around.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. I don't think Whether they win the swear. game or
1: not, that, that's uh that's irrelevant. But, say some nice <laughs> things.
0: Cincinnati and Cleveland in week eight, Baltimore, new Orleans in week nine, new Orleans and Tampa in week 13. That should be a fun one week 14 Patriots and Cardinals week 15, the Rams and the Packers. That should be interesting one. We'll see where both teams are at that point. And they will be part of the super wild card weekend as well. So that's the schedule with the Manning cast on ESPN two and ESPN plus as well. Yeah.
1: I know some people that, uh, they don't, uh, they don't like this only because it's competing against the main ESPN because I know the main ESPN is trying to get raised. Now with Troy and Joe uh, calling the games, I think they'll be fine. But I think this Manning cast, even though it did well last year, I think they'll do it will do even better. We'll see who uh, draw, draws the big rays and if the Manning cast can close that gap.
0: Well, they, they actually, the Rays were actually pretty good last year when they had uh, Levy, Greasy, and Riddick, so it's not – you know, like, it's not out of the question. <laughs> they'll probably be even – They, they, they those ratings might be better, too. Now you got, you know, uh, Joe and Troy doing the game. So, I don't know.
1: <laughs> now you say Will the Manny cast close that gap, but I think because of Joe and Troy, those ratings will be high. But Will the Manny can't at least close that gap ratings-wise.
0: I think for ESPN, too, I think you're just looking for a little bit of a bump. The problem was that they don't really promote it that much. So, now that the schedule is out, maybe get, they'll get a little bit of bump because of that, but we'll see. <laughs>
1: Yep, we'll see. Uh, just reading the headline here, Lakina, I'm just picking this up just now. Producer Sarah Allen talks about upcoming Showtime documentary about former NBA player Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf. Uh, it's a documentary called Stand, of course. If you remember, he was formerly known as Chris Jackson from his LSU days in his rookie year with the Denver Nuggets back in the early 90s. Of course, he changed his name, of course. remember doing that 95-96 Bulls 72-10 and 10 win season mm-hmm. when Denver Nug- Nuggets – Made uh, made their only appearance in Chicago. He sat down during the national anthem. Of course, uh, th- this uh, this uh, came a change after that year with the, now the late commissioner David Stern uh, mandating that all the players must stand for the national anthem because of Mahmoud Abdul-Rahim what he did here in Chicago over 25 years ago. Uh, the NBA made a change today, and it still stands to this day. Of course, he was as Jimmy Jackson, a former NBA player, now. Uh, he does work for NBA TV and Fox Sports as well for college basketball. He uh, he said this, and I quote, "My mood updoer was Steph Curry before Steph Curry. And he was a borderline all-star, folks. And, but, of course, after he did what he did here in Chicago, uh, he was kind of blackballed out of the league, just like Craig Hodges was back uh, during the first three Pete of the Bulls title runs. Yeah, I'm looking
0: forward to that one, of course. Me too. People are kind of you know starting to embrace it now, and look, we you know, a lot before, you know, Kaepernick, it was you know Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. So mm-hmm. I'm sure he'll have a, I'm sure he'll have a lot to say on in that front. What do you think, Christine?
5: Yeah, I I was gonna say it's crazy to think how when Colin Kaepernick first you know knelt during the national anthem, everyone was causing a, a big uproar about it, and just to think, oh my gosh, the same thing happened. 95, 96, however many years ago, and it, people acted like it was something new. I remember that actually. People were acting like it was something new, something that's never really been done before.
1: Yep. And we'll we'll see what happens with yeah. that documentary. Uh going back to the NFL, uh, Amazon's audience for the preseason game, which uh it was the 49ers in Texas from a week or so ago, look Uh, for their pre their audience for their preseason game was significantly younger than the nfl preseason average
0: yeah i saw the numbers i think it's what about seven like 700 or something like that or 600 or something like that and i know that's not counting like the local affiliates because local affiliates will begin those amazon games as well if you you don't have amazon those particular areas who would be playing so i mean you don't want to take you into account because this is preseason but you know cbs saw a little bump in their uh their preseason coverage, Fox saw a little bit of a bump. ESPN saw a little bit of a bump too. That that Bears Seahawks preseason actually did very well. So mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you, What do you guys think? Is it something for a little concern, or are we like let's wait till like the season starts and we'll see. Like we'll we'll
5: probably get the real real kind of like numbers and such. I would definitely be on the side of let's wait to see what happens throughout the season before you you jump to any conclusions.
1: Yes, same here. I know people are excited for football. Of course, football is the number one television show in this country, the United States of America. So, we'll we'll see how the season. Of course, the season kicks off uh, six days from now with that Thursday night special with Buffalo at Los Angeles against the Rams. Of course, mm-hmm. ne- next Sunday we'll see the first full Sunday of the season. So, uh, as long as the the product is competitive, uh, the the fans will tune in.
0: Yeah, that's football for you. Uh, yeah uh real uh, real quick do you guys think serena can make a little bit of a run she's, she's yes she plays tonight i hope so i hope yeah. so she's plays tonight yeah she actually got bumped <laughs> they actually um i forgot what uh, you know let me go back to the call she actually got you know bumped you know because usually you know it didn't work out too well with her and uh I mean as uh, in doubles yesterday so hopefully she'll still have some energy but uh yeah that's going to be a uh, very interesting because uh they were actually uh, they was a college bowl they actually bumped you know, was that Western Michigan Michigan State game we talked about earlier that was supposed to be that was supposed to be on ESPN of course it got bumped for ESPN too because Serena's gonna be playing in prime time so yeah. that's gonna be uh, yeah yeah, uh,
1: yeah. speaking of her Lakina did you see uh oh last night she was there in old yeah. school singer uh Dionne Warwick the commentator is called Dionne Warwick Gladys Night do your research folks. Well, yeah. Well, D-O, yeah. D-O, well
0: yeah. Do not let him have it on Twitter. So, it rightly know. so. She's so yeah. funny
5: on Twitter. She's she adorable. Yeah.
0: yeah. She is like this sweet. And those are her writing the tweets, mind you. So, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I'm sure she's probably getting some messages from like maybe like a you know like a great you know great you know
5: nephew or niece or something. I was like gonna that. say I thought it was her niece that usually writes out her tweets for her or like I, something like that.
0: Yeah, I think that's I think that's the case. I think her niece writes a lot of tweets. You know for her you know maybe I think she probably like, writes down that like she she puts it on there so I I don't know but right <laughs> I know she. I, know, I think she said that I think she said like a couple of years ago because once her Twitter following you know grew with exponentially so it's the oh uh real quick Christine What do you think about Rory McElroy when the FedEx Cup like winning the FedEx Cup again you know
5: what a year that guy's had at, at first he wasn't as explosive but to see him be you know really a, a strong player throughout this tournament season for him. Good for him. Like he's he's got that energy still. He's got that enthusiasm. The crowd still loves him, and it, it's awesome to see him to see him win again for the third time for that championship for the FedEx Championship. So I know he, we got a
1: couple. Yeah, I know we got a couple minutes left, but it, was, it wasn't a, a another big name decided to jo- join the Live Golf Tour.
5: Cam Smith. Yes, yes. Yeah, that was official. They made that official because there were rumors for some time. I, I can't say that I'm surprised by that because those were swirling around for a little bit. I, I am kind of shocked he still did it even after winning the British World Open, like, mm-hmm. like I honestly mm-hmm. am. Um, but I guess one of the first people that um, that called him after his British Open win was uh, Greg Norman, Greg Newman, or whoever great Norman Norman and um, he said that kind of convinced him after after talking to him so uh, I mean obviously you don't wish any ill will on the players that are going to the live tour because they're they're doing it for their own reasons whether it's to play less golf or to just have a nice paycheck and and then hang it up at the end of the day so it's definitely changing the PGA. I know that they're already talking about changes for the upcoming 23 season and, and mm-hmm. beyond that. So who knows what, what the PGA is going to look like next year. But it's there's definitely changes coming in that direction.
1: Yeah, we had Tiger Woods and other older golfers yelling and screaming like, oh, that's overrated. Uh, don't go over there. Well, some of the younger golfers are, like you said, looking for the big paycheck. They're ignoring the advice. Some of them. Yeah and going over there as we said before and I'll keep saying again the live golf tour then they need a big time contract from one of these big major networks yes you got to add streaming streaming services as well but you need a big time tv contract or else uh, this is going to fall apart quickly
0: yeah, yeah. they'll be interested to see they're yeah they're, play, yeah they're playing in Boston right now as we speak so uh yeah so it's the first you know stateside tour but uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that uh some breaking news here according to pete Thammel from espn also to nicole or back from the athletic uh the college football board playoff board of managers has decided on a 12 team college football playoff uh system you know no no one know when that'll happen when you know that officially starts, probably not to like the 2024 season I'm, I'm guessing so it was a unanimous vote so thoughts real quick.
1: I'm not, I'm not surprised as we say, Lakina, with all this uh, conference shuffling and teams, especially where we're experiencing now in the big 10, the ACC and the other big time conferences going to experience this too. Perhaps this may be the end of the big, of the uh, Pac-12 as we know it, but all this conference shuffling is, is, is preparing us for the 12 team playoff. And as we said about Notre Dame, Christine, uh, if they want to participate, if this rule, let me repeat again, if this rule is put in place, if Notre Dame football has to join a, big, uh, a big-time conference to participate in the college football playoff, it's going to happen. But mm-hmm. with this 12-team playoff, you know, the checks are getting bigger for these conferences to air their games on TV. And let's let's address that big elephant in the room as well, gambling. You yeah. want people to watch your games, people yep. are going to gamble on them. Yep. It goes hand in hand.
5: Of course, they want to. Do you have thoughts on Christine before I read this? To yeah, him? No, I, I was just going to say, yeah, Notre Dame, I agree. Unless they say you got to join a conference in order to co- to compete in the championship, they're still going to be the commodity what they are. And that's what's going to draw the TV To get them on their station to play because they know like that's going to Notre Dame in itself is going to draw some attention. But Mm -hmm. they also know that they're not contractionally obligated to one specific station, if that makes sense.
0: They made 13 million last year, so they're not going to want to share that with anybody. So, yeah. Yeah, like mission. I said, it's just
1: married to NBC for the home games. That's it. Mm.
0: Yeah, we we'll mm-hmm. just see it once it, if NBC uh, re-ups with them. Uh, of course, you know, Pete says that the twelve-team model is expected to start in twenty twenty-six after the current contract, according to okay. a source. But there is still a chance that it could go earlier, but those details are complicated. and would take some time to work out. So
1: yeah, like, like I said, uh, it, it, it starts with the Big Ten and all the big converse, other conferences like the SEC will follow. But I guarantee you this: the Big Ten will probably have about twenty. At least twenty teams in the next probably two three years. We all know that USC and UCLA is coming to the Big Ten Mm -hmm. in a couple years. Once it gets to twenty, we'll see what the big conferences uh, will do as far as getting more teams into the conference. Once those are finalized, I say about at least another uh, at least three years, maybe four, but at least three years from now. Well, we'll see. That long as those big time conferences like SEC and Big Ten, long as they have like at least close to twenty teams, even. Then we'll start to see the college football playoff new format take place. Trust me, they want to get this done as soon as possible.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> All right, what are you guys looking forward to this week this weekend? You know, Sid, I'll start with you.
1: I'm going to the Sox games uh tomorrow and Sunday. Hopefully Dylan Seas can shut down the twins. Gia is up in the air, so we'll see what happens with that. So <laughs> the White Sox, as I said, Christine, as I said to Lakina earlier, they just won't let us go yet. Whatever is going to happen at the end of the season yeah. is going to happen. But right now, they just won't let us go. There, there were five games out a couple of days ago. Now they're s- somehow four games out. Thank you, Baltimore Orioles, for being Cleveland in Cleveland uh, a couple last couple of days. But they just can't let us go yet. They just cannot let us go.
5: Hey, they're they're in it. They're letting us hang on the edge of our seat. Yeah, <laughs> That's for sure. Ooh.
0: Oh yeah. Just, just push me off already.
5: I'm I'm kind of, I'm kind (laughs) of over it (laughs) already that early for their fans, you know,
0: (laughs) right. Right. Exactly. Uh, Of course, you know, go to the sky. They play game three against the Connecticut sun on Sunday at noon on ESPN two. So make sure you guys check that out and cheer on the sky. Of course, Las Vegas eight is also to the Seattle store game three, game yeah game three of that series will start also be on sunday at two o'clock on abc so little wma action for you so with that said you can follow me at Kina McGee on the twitter and Scrub scrubby on the ig
1: you can follow your truly sydney brown on the twitter and the ig at ck80 once again at ck80 that's sidkida i d a zero s i d k 0 christine the queen manica where can the lovely people follow you
5: they can follow me at cmanica underscore kxrb,
1: and also follow follow her too on Instagram. She has some great <laughs> Insta stories posting right there. So we're not gonna let you get away without promoting your Instagram. <laughs> but
5: did, did you Did you see who I took a picture with last week? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. For oh. Sid, if, you, if you missed it, Randy Travis. Yes. This, oh,
1: yes, I did see that. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. Country on, music Hill. legend. Yes, that yes,
5: yes. Was, I hope he's doing well. I, I yeah. said before I met him, I'm going to throw up. That's how nervous <laughs> I am. Like, I'm sure he was like happy to either. hear that. Not literally, but it's like, God, it's one of those things where, you know, I had the pleasure of interviewing him and his wife, Mary. Uh, he had a stroke back in 2013. Yeah. If, if you're not familiar with, with Randy Travis. Um, but he's he's living his life. He has a great spirit, a kind heart, both him and Mary. Um, it was a great joy to to talk to them for that interview and then to to meet them in person a couple of days later. It's, it's one of those things where you never think it's going to happen. And then you're you're standing right in front of them. You're like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. So great, great experience. Great people. Very, very lucky to have met them for sure.
1: Yeah. Or, speaking of a uh, get well,
5: she's been so busy the last few weeks? Yeah, <laughs> yes!
1: yeah. Yeah. Speaking of a get well soon, I had a, a pleasure of meeting him down at the Score Studios a couple years ago, working with the Dean Davis oh, Show. Yeah. Hub Arkish. Um, yeah. I know yeah. he he left for a medical emergency uh, a few weeks ago. Hopefully, he's doing okay. He's a dean of of, of 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 Chicago football here in Chicago. So hopefully, he gets well soon
0: absolutely and also too, don't forget you can catch uh second city sports uh on sports also now on roku roku tv Roku, of <laughs> Free tv as you guys can see right there you know just whatever you know, device you have whether it's a smart tv smartphone a laptop you know tablet chromebook whatever imac whatever you have you know make sure you know you take the search engine box you know, sports on chicago it's right there you know you can catch our show sean and maya uh what's up cuz i know like i said we got a couple other shows are gonna be uh debuting in about a week or two just a big announcement
1: article. uh coming up next wednesday on sean and Maya in the morning regarding yeah. that so yeah make so... sure you tune into sean and Maya in the morning uh coming up on on their show on wednesday at 9 yeah. 9 a.m sean sierra guy will make the announcement
0: yeah absolutely so I make sure you guys check that out as well and also all the shows uh, and so, y'all. Our buddy you, Jamar, you know, has a show you know, coming out this weekend. So, going to be very interesting, no doubt. In a busy uh, next couple of weeks as we get ready for the football season. So, with that said, have a great holiday weekend, everybody. Enjoy the games. For Sid, Christine, I'm the Keno's of Day Sports on Sports on Chicago, and we'll see you Friday. Yeah, next Friday. <laughs> yeah, because we won't be
1: here on Labor Day Monday because we'll be joining the holiday, just like you guys are. <laughs> so all until right. yep, yeah, until then. Go Sox. Holla.